Greetings, folks. I'm Dan Mack. And this is Chris Mack. Welcoming you to episode 190 of the Shred Shack Podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal, coming to you bi-weekly through practically any streaming service, as well as airing from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday nights on Overkill Radio, and as well as a replay uh, on Fridays from 12 to 3. Um, let's get started with Previously On. Uh, previously on, we had a very short episode, so we were on from like seven to eight ten. <laughs> so yeah, blowing through segments last time. Yeah, we we, we were just we were just dishing out because was, there wasn't much news, and 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 that, and that was that was in all. Uh, I mean, in all honesty, there there doesn't seem to be much news, and there's like not many new releases coming out this month because it's December, it's yeah. the end of the year. So yeah. this could be a quick one. Or yep. it could be me gushing about the big news that that affected me this these past two weeks personally. Ooh, ooh okay. Well, that, that'll be that'll be cool to hear. But uh, uh, going with what you said about new releases, so this so I'm looking at just new release lists and in second and the ninth. So the last two weeks, you know, the, of that technically we would be covering today um, had a decent amount of releases, and then like. Then there's like four more releases due out for the rest of the year, according to Loudwire. Of course, there are other artists releasing stuff that we may be uh, unaware of at this time. But for sure, for sure. according according to Loudwire, there's there's only so many coming out in the future, and that's expected. So, um, but um, as far as new stuff, we'll get to that shortly. Um, now, let's go to um well this is where we normally start with previously on but until the end of the year we're doing the free flow episodes that we've done for the last few so uh i don't remember the, the past podcast except for the fact that it was fucking short <laughs> so um any new discord members actually we've had some people leave but you know i, I love it when people point out that it's a dead chat it's like okay you know good okay captain obvious you know no, no big deal. <laughs> well, why would you contribute guy? yeah why don't, why don't you tell me how the weather is outside captain obvious yeah, yeah I mean, so yeah it's just busy time of year it's very tough to kind of keep up on things so yeah yeah it's, it's, yeah i'm trying to i um uh, I'll I'll go I'll go personal shit later, uh, but anyway, the, the old business. Um, we'll probably catch up on some old business when we go through the news. But with new business, new business, we talk about new album releases. I've got a couple. I'm not sure if you uh, you said you you don't really have any. Yeah, I got nothing really. I haven't listened to anything really new um, at all recently. So I think I've fallen off a little bit. So I'm ready to pick back up in January. So mm-hmm. okay. So, um, like I said, I actually have paid somewhat attention to the new releases, uh, getting gearing back up for top three uh, videos in the next in the next year. Um, so I got a couple things to say. I'm going to keep it simple just by giving a quick kind of thumbs up, thumbs down, minor description uh, of the ones that I did listen to. So first off, Destroyer 666 was a thumbs up. Um, Kind of, kind of thrashy um, heavy metal. Very, very good. Very hard driving. Um, next up was Hammers of Misfortune, which sounds like uh, a doomy band. Um, mm-hmm. But um, 
now I'm having a hard time remembering a little bit mm-hmm. about them. The album, however, like I know for sure that I I was so taken aback by it that I'm like, okay, you are a contender for number three, you are two or possibly one. Wow, for sure. Yeah, it was it was something that like it was it was a little jarring at first. I recall, and then like I got really into it, and I was like, wow, this is fucking cool. <laughs> nice. So, uh, mixed Jaguar, thumbs down. Did not like it. Um, it was kind of um, a little rockish rock and roll, um, and mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. "You're not, you're not moving the mercury on this one." So, uh, white long thumbs up. Um, and then, starting with uh, December 9th, I got only get to listen to two so far uh, because of work and the classes that I've been doing in the morning and stuff like that. Um, right. So I listened to, um, they're called crosses. Technically they're, they're similar. Oh, is, is three crosses. Yeah. So the, that's the um, Tito Moreno project. Okay. Well, thumbs down. I did not like it. <laughs> well, you don't like Deftones. So yeah, it makes sense. I don't like, de- I don't like Deftones. I didn't even know that. So, I mean, I just didn't like it on principle. I, like gotcha. I, 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 I the first song, like I, I didn't like. Then I started to like it, and then I stopped liking it. And the rest of the album, just like there was one that I was like, I may have to turn this off. It's six songs, but I don't think I can finish this. So it, it was, it was for me, it was pretty awful. So, um, but next up is Deathless Legacy, which I thought from the name, I was like, that sounds like a fucking death metal band. No, it's a, it's a straightforward like heavy metal uh female fronted band um and this is actually not going to be the last time uh you hear about them from me uh, let alone possibly in the top three but um they're going to be they're going to be something i i focus on in the future so uh this is not the last that you've heard of deathless legacy from me for sure so um but that's all i was able to get to unfortunately um i've been avoiding re-releases and um and any tributes and stuff like that so i have a few more to listen to this this uh this week weekend um but a lot of stuff that's been that's coming out or a lot of stuff that came out last week a lot of stuff that comes out this week are re-releases and i'm like those don't count those just don't count so trying to go for the, all the new stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I've got a couple a couple things to to pick up and listen to uh, on this list and then possibly in our email as well. Um, but so far, you know, kind of half and half as far as the new releases here in December. Um, getting my feel for the top three already, and it's going to have to take a few more listens. I just have to pull myself out of the, um, the 10, 12 song loop I've been in lately and just uh do it so yeah i hear you i hear you for sure so yeah um and and so aside from that what else have we been listening to well you know my normal uh podcast rotation um you know with doom pod 70 millimeter austin danger pod uh the metal sucks podcast um and a bunch of other ones that have been like in in and out um as far as music goes um this past tuesday i went to austin and i saw a stacked ass show um which i'll be talking about later obviously but i've been listening to a bunch of the bands from that particular show which was like um catatonia 
Oceans of Slumber and Cellar Darling just to start off with. So, like, I've been listening to a lot of that. And then I've actually been letting it go into, like, the shuffle mode on, on Spotify from there. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've come across a couple of decent things. Um, nothing really that stood out that I, like, I listened to, like, specifically, but just letting it go was very pleasant. Uh-huh. Um, I'm still really, like, when I need to chill out and I need a chill mood, I, I've been going back and still listening to the um, the Big Bend album by Explosions in the Sky that they did for the PBS special, mm-hmm. which was really good. Um, and I've been reading a lot on my downtime at work again, which is nice. So I'll be able to talk about what I've been reading later on. But mm-hmm. I've also been listening to um, Spotify has those playlists of like the like lo-fi beats or like study music or like, you know, uh, relaxing reading music, like those playlists that just kind of like can go on in the background and just like you can just tune out the rest of the world while focusing on what you're reading. So that's been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's about it though, yeah. Very cool, very cool. Um, what have I been listening to? Like I said, I'm kind of stuck on a loop of the same twelve songs, and they're not like they're not metal songs for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I'll, I'll actually go through them and um, kind of go with some of the reasoning behind it. Um, so first off is Cedar's cover of Careless Whisper fucking love that track it's so just to, good just to avoid last christmas is that what you're trying to do you're trying not to get hit by wham again is that what's going yeah. on uh dude you know what i i'll get i'll get to that in a second i'll get to that in a second oh, um um next one up party all the time by eddie murphy another great fucking bop my god such, such a great track uh prince when doves cry Jesus Christ, uh, you're going all 80s right here. What is well, 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 wait for it. Never going to give you up by Rick Astley. <laughs> that is like quintessential. Yeah. <laughs> what is, what is listen, happening? Listen to that shit on repeat. <laughs> you, you are rickrolling yourself on purpose. This is crazy. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. <laughs> crazy. Um, that's all by Genesis, um, which um, you is, I think, uh, an 80s or 90s track for them um but yeah, it's, it's one that's un- right yeah oh yeah it's well post gabriel it's it's okay. phil collins singing um but i really enjoy the track it's one of those ones that i hear on the radio all the time and i was like finally i just had it on my spotify list and listen to it so nice um devil's disco by mom goblin um mom goblin is a uh, local san antonio band Oh, shit, um, really? And, yes. Um, and they were one of the bands that played my last show. Um, and honestly, they were one of the, the more well-received bands at that show. And I just interviewed them Friday night uh, for our channel. Oh, so cool. so um, first interview of the year coming out January 3rd, Tuesday. Tuesday will be interview days. So um, first one coming out will be the Mom Goblin interview once I get my computer back so I can actually edit the goddamn thing. So, right, because your your shit went down, huh? My shit went down, and still still haven't heard anything about it yet, so I'm still Oof. waiting. So um, that, doesn't, that doesn't affect your job, right? It doesn't affect your, obviously it doesn't affect. No, your no, job, no. Right? I I do my work through my my uh, my gaming laptop, so mm-hmm. so gotcha, you, gotcha. yeah. Um, but still, very very frustrating to you know. I keep turning toward my my big computer screen it's actually just a tv um my <laughs> my big computer screen and i go to look at it and i'm like it's black <laughs> I've, I've actually turned it on once by accident but like shit it's, it's not even attached 
<laughs> so, um, uh, a cover of When Doves Cry by Nonpoint. Um, I mentioned. Oh, I haven't heard our, it. Yeah, I was going to say I haven't heard it yet. I've listened to it yet. Uh, go onto YouTube and find the um, find the the real version of it because um, there's a there's a four and a half minute version and then there's the radio edit that's about three minutes and fifty seconds. The original version is better because in the radio edit they they do the first verse and they cut to a heavy chorus immediately whereas in the real version they do the entire first verse and the chorus all softly coming in with this really heavy ass part then continue the song and it's uh. just it just sounds so much cooler in 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 that regard um because they're doing some good covers, so they so. do some great covers, and I'm like, like shit, they have so many albums. I need to catch up on them. Damn. Yeah, so. I mean, the, the, the only thing I really listen to them, I think it's it's here uh, to the pain is the album I think it's called, but that's from like back in like 2004. So yeah, yeah. So I, I just generally speaking, I've heard a, a few things from them, but like I just need to catch up on them completely because uh, yeah. that that cover is fucking great, dude. That um, is. Um, Twilight Zone by Golden Earring, um, uh, which gets played on uh, classic rock radio a lot, uh, but I don't get to hear it often enough. Um, Sunglasses at Night, again, eighties, um, <laughs> which is which is basically this, which is basically the song that that I um, that I initially thought was. Um, a ripoff of uh, Sweet Dreams because the intro keyboards sound almost yeah. exactly the same. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, this one's like close to metal, but it's a ballad. It's The Magic of the Wizard's Dream, which is Rhapsody of Fire with the one and only Christopher Lee. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've been on a, a loop of those tracks for days um, and barely barely able to break out of it at this point um which i need to because i need i need to start writing more one minute reviews to get ready for next year i have the last one of this year prepared or written um but i need to write the ones that have been suggested and the other ones that i have half written so i need to work on that um and thankfully, my my first review of the year has already been written, so I don't have to worry about that. I can move on to the one after that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, the, my my first actual full length review, I mean, is already written. So, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, so I can move on to the next album uh, that I want to do, as well as finally watching the movie that I want to review. So, um. So that'll be that'll be fun. Um, also, we gotta talk to Pax. We we're supposed to have a, a a test trial of the of the retrospectives talk um, on his software. So I gotta find out what's going on with that. Yeah. How we? How? Well, yeah. Just let, fill me in on that whenever. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I think sometime next weekend is when we we want to have the actual full on discussion, but he wanted to test it first. So we'll see. Of course, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll be talking about it in the chat. Uh I'll ask him about it when we're done. But anyway, cool. that's uh that's pretty much uh all we've got for uh new business at this point. Um and so normally we go on to a commercial break, but that was a little bit of shortness. Let's just 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 cut straight to the news. Um and this bit of news 
really made me, uh, you know, kind of, you know, that, that, that Spider-Man meme where there's just like a whole bunch of Spider-Man's pointing fingers. Yes, of course. Okay. So this made me start doing that because the first headline I see is Def Leppard's Rick Allen says it didn't take much persuasion to get Motley Crue to come out of retirement. So not Mm. only am I pointing blame at Motley Crue, but now I'm pointing blame at Def Leppard. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So yeah, guys, you didn't need to do that. Thanks. And I think as I recent, I think I recently saw the come across the news that um, after their European stint, they are coming back to America again with uh, Def Leppard and Motley Crue. Why? I mean, they should just become they should just become a fucking residency at at, at Las Vegas at this point. Yeah, just just be. Be true LA and go play at the Whiskey A Go-Go every night for the rest of your lives. <laughs> so, yeah. We even have a say the whiskey. That, I was just going to say, it's funny that you say the Whiskey A Go-Go specifically because the, the article that's like right below that is like, watch Jeff Tate perform Queensryche classics at legendary Whiskey A Go-Go. Well, that's what made me think of it. And I was like, well, oh. that's, that's LA. They even, <laughs> they even have a, the, the last album that Motley Crue did, they even have a song called Down at the Whiskey, which is about playing at the Whiskey A Go-Go back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Why not? Turn to your roots and just play there forever. <laughs> Or you can take a Aerosmith spot. They had to cancel their residency. Yes, they did. Apparently, yeah. Steven Tyler's not doing too good. Nope. Uh, Steve Lukather's son marries Jonathan Kane's daughter. Steve Lukather, I know, is a guitar player. I forgot for who, which. But Toto? Jonathan Kane. Huh? Is it Toto? I don't know. I don't. I can't, I can't remember. But um, but Jonathan Kane is, um, I believe, the keyboard player for uh, Journey. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Trevor is uh, the, the Steve. Okay, Steve Lukather. He's from Toto. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Toto. Um, Dragon Force completes writing new album, which which is cool because the last four that they've done have been really really good. Not not shitting on their the original four where it was all but um it like they they kind of vary things up on the on the more recent albums and like they really kick ass so nice nice yeah um let's see let's see uh entombed guitarist alex helid launches new band fredlos um looks like six members female front wow that might be cool Cool. that could be very cool. cool very cool Lordy teams up with German musician, comedian, and actor Berger. I think it's, I, I want to say Berger, but you know, it's like the, the umlaut changes the pronunciation. Berger. Yeah. Uh, Lars Dietrich for new version of Hard Rock Hallelujah. Um, I love that song. So, and it's, uh, it's the one that won them Eurovision a few years back. Hmm. So. Of course, it being the time of year, Dawkins bassist Chris McCarville releases holiday song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Um, cool. <laughs> Someone's got a top hat in the picture. That's pretty badass. So, so the things that Dan's no- that Dan notices. Tool announces a hundred thousand days inspired collectible statue. Really smells like the band's own flatulence. <laughs> Let's see if they have a picture of this thing in here. 
Yeah, you you look for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm trying. Uh, Overkill rele- uh, reveals title of their 20th studio album, not in headline. So let's go find out. Uh, Scorched will be the name of the new Overkill album that is due out next year. Um, and that is cool. That follows off the uh, well, not really off the heels uh, of Wings of War, um, which I have not heard. I heard up to the one before it. Um, it was not White Devil Armory. Uh, it was. It was. Um, Jesus, God, they, some, had, they had. So they're on a twentieth fucking record. Like, if we ever decide to do a fucking ten word review on them, good god. Oh, I haven't. I haven't written on the. Uh, it, they, their albums are written into the uh, script for that already, um, and like for a lot of the artists, like if they're not if they're not ones for um, ones that are upcoming, I have done some random ones on the side, and they might be one that I just decide to do on the side. Um, but yeah, we we were very I I, I picked out most everything for this year. Um, and I feel like I made some good choices. So, yeah, I have them all written down. I have to, you know, be, I'll have to let you know which ones I decided to do. Like I definitely do in January. So, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of them, a lot of them, you're gonna like. I, I felt that like it would be a broad interest in. So I, I, I hoped uh, it would be it'd be cool for a lot of people. So, um, all right, but so uh, filling. Real quick, information. Yeah, uh, obviously, get ready for December. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but filling in the the information gap here, so it was it was White Devil Armory in 2014, the Grinding Wheel. That's in 2017, the 2017, and then the Wings of War in 2019. Yeah, the, it was the Grinding Wheel. That one, I, that one, I I loved. So, so okay. Um, Ex Great White singer Terry Illaus praises new vocalist Brett Carlisle. He's a very, very talented kid who won't get the audience killed. <laughs> yeah, what is what is what does Russell think about that one? Yeah. Jack Russell, I think his name is. Yeah. Um we can talk about uh, something charity at least. Def Leppard's Rick Allen says his 12 drummers drumming charity auction has been a huge success, which is great, but it doesn't make up for the fact that you helped get Motley Crue out of retirement. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> Why it took Nickelback five years to release follow-up to Feed the Machine? No one cares. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Hmm. This is a interesting bit. Uh, Rex Brown, Pantera says Vinnie Paul indirectly blamed Phil for Dimebag's death. Interesting. 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 Uh, Skid Row's Rachel Boland says David Snake Sabo has been in chronic pain for at least 15 years that sucks i, I would i mean hate that and, and is, is, if he's the drummer that's even worse well, oh he's, he's, he's a hard player guitarist. okay and i think he, he has had um he had neck surgery recently yeah oh absolutely that, that's even worse carrying that thing around you 
Yeah, and like yeah. performing and like headbanging and shit like that. Yeah, it's definitely a fucking thing. Slash's son's band, uh, Saint Electric, uh, released his new single, All I Do. Interesting. I haven't um, heard this the track, but apparently from like the uh, the other sites like Metal Sucks and, and Metal Injection, they say it's pretty good. Okay, I, I can get along with that. Pop Evil announces Skeleton's album March-April 2023 tour in the U.S. I somewhat like Pop Evil, so... Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Martha, in or out, come on. In or out, cat. Jesus. This one's pretty cool. Steppenwolf, the epic years, 1974 and 1976 box set, due in January. While that doesn't sound like a lengthy box set, um, <laughs> I mean, it's still, it's cool. You know, Steppenwolf, Magic Carpet Ride. I mean, the thing is, like, considering back in the day, mm -hmm. over four years, the band released eight albums. Okay, eight. so so damn. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to think you got to think about what how they did things back in the day. Like these guys were probably releasing albums every six months and then hitting the road. Mm -hmm. So like so like an eight like a box set for those short four short years sounds just about right. Yeah. Uh, for for potential future reading, ACDC is releasing an officially licensed book titled 50 Years of High Voltage Rock and Roll, and that's coming in 2023. Sounds like a potential legitimate auto, uh, not auto, uh, but potential biography. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or just a picture book. Either way, cool. Um, like although, a Christmas gift for Dan. Although, you know, the uh, the amount of ACDC literature that's out there is amazing. Um, after I finished reading the book on Bon Scott, I went looking for other ACDC books. I found literally like 25 on Amazon. That's crazy. Yeah, like some of them on Bon Scott himself, some of them just on uh, uh, the, the Young Brothers, some on ACDC's entire career, this, that, and the other thing. It was just like book after book after book. I was like, fuck! Um, uh, here is more charitable stuff. Candlebox part Candlebox partners with ch uh, cancer charity to record song and video to benefit organization. I actually wanted to catch Candlebox when they came around here on their uh, anniversary tour because they were playing the debut album. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that. Well, here's what we would have I would have found out today anyway. Deftones, Frontman's Crosses shares holier music video. Probably sucks. <laughs> you know what you might want to try uh, and listen to? Um, have, have you heard the band Dead Cross? Oh, yeah. It's, they're, they're fucking great. All right, yeah, because that's Mike Patton and Dave Lombardo, so. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're great. Um, I just got to hear the, the new album or EP. I don't know what it is. Um, Within Temptation releases new single, The Fire Within. We've been waiting for a new Within Temptation for a few years now. So I think they've been releasing singles uh, the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, just haven't done an album yeah. in, a, in a while. Uh, they haven't done one since 2018 with Resist, which uh, I know because we just did 10 word reviews on them. Right on, right on. All right. Camelot announces March, April, twenty twenty three European tour. Very, very cool. Charlie Benante says it took him a couple of months to learn to play Pantera songs. 
which is very funny because like I think it was like two or th- like two or three weeks before the their shows were supposed to start that Zach Wild was like, man, I haven't even tried yet. <laughs> so it took Zach Wild two or three weeks and Charlie Benanti a couple months. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that that in his spare time, Zach Wild has uh, played uh, a. a Pantera song or two. I'm so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um Lala. This is a third Alan here by by accident. Matalala. <laughs> uh Lux Eterna lands at number two on mainstream rock airplay chart. Good for Matalalaka. Well, I mean that just leads right into like what I was talking about earlier is um so they released the single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they announced that their new album seventy two seasons is coming out in April. Mm-hmm. And a humongous stadium tour coming yep. around. And the, the coolest bit about this, there's a couple of really cool bits about what they're doing. So they're doing, at every stop that they're doing, they're doing two shows, a Friday and a Sunday show. And each show is going to have a <clears throat> uh, unique set list from each other. So they're not repeating anything on those two nights of the show. Uh, but the biggest and most coolest thing is that they're doing it in the round in stadiums, which is not usually how they do things in stadiums. They usually one side where the stage is, and then they fill up. They're doing it in the round on the fifty-yard line of these football stadiums across America, and then probably soccer stadiums in Europe. Um, this is a big fucking show. It's a huge show. They also got two different opening acts for each night. Um, it's a big fucking deal, and yeah. I was lucky enough to be a holder of a city card. Uh, because on November 30th, they had a pre-sale for two-day tickets uh, for city for the, I think, fan club and for city card holders. So I was able to get tickets. I'm going to see Metallica next August at the, um, the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, the AT&T uh, Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Um, both nights. Can't fucking wait. It's huge. Like, I haven't seen this since 2017. This is going to be the biggest show I've probably ever been to because it's just going to, it's just going to, it's probably going to sell out. It's a fucking football stadium. It's huge. It's going to be great. I would also like to point out that this did not take down Ticketmaster. Well, I, th- I, I think um, <laughs> I, they may have done things a little di- differently because, like, you go, I, I don't know how Taylor Swift thing did it, but like, you go to Ticketmaster for the Metallica tickets to get, to the tickets but then from the the when you click on the show the from Ticketmaster, it took you to a link to a different website called seat geek uh which is where you actually bought the tickets from which was which was it which was interesting um so i'm not sure if if that was something different that metallica did i don't know if like that's something that always happens on Ticketmaster. i mean i haven't bought tickets on Ticketmaster in fucking forever so this is like a this is a new experience for me like mm-hmm. all over again. So I'm not sure what the fuck happened there. So, and also because they also kind of spaced it out, like they didn't just, not all the tickets went on sale like together. Like, so they had the, the fan club, they had the Citibank card holders, different times. They staggered those. And then I don't think the, I don't think the general public can get them until like maybe this month. So they spaced mm-hmm. that out. And then I think even a few days from now, they're selling single day tickets instead of the yes. two day tickets. So they space it out, I think, properly to be able to to avoid that sort of thing. But the thing is, that's also something they've always done. Because I remember when 
when I got the tickets in 2017, uh, it was the same thing. The only reason I was able to get the pre-sale is because I had a city card. So, so I I I wish I had known about the seat geek thing, um, because um, Overkill Radio actually has a somewhat of a collaboration with them oh shit. um and if if i if i had known i would have given you the promo code um which is overkill radio all one word uh it gets you 20 bucks off your first seat geek purchase oh wow so Dang. yeah so um if i had known <laughs> yeah. that I, I totally would have gotten you that so considering how much these tickets were um it, it would have been worth it to save at least $20. <laughs> Was it the same amount as you're paying for your car? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, to tell you the truth, so um, the tickets actually weren't that bad. Considering I bought I, I bought two tickets uh, for uh, both shows. Yeah. So I think I think if you averaged everything out, after all the fees and everything out, I think they came out to like just a little over like $100-something uh, for like every day. So, which is not bad considering the show. And I got le- I got section three hundred something. Um, the stadium has section four hundred. So I got like not the back back, but like the next to back back of the stadium. <laughs> okay. But the good but the good thing about uh, the AT and T uh, stadium in in Dallas in uh, um, in Arlington is that they are known for their gigantic uh, screens in the center of the field. So you're, okay. I'm not I'm not going to miss anything. I want to see everything. So I'm not that worried about that. But thing is, they also have um, there was this one call, I think there was like a group of tickets or like a, an experience, like a, you know, a Metallica experience. It's up to like $7,000. The thing is, I think you get to hang out in the, in the backstage and listen to sound check and like in the jam room. I think you get to like get in the snake pit and general mission. Like there's a whole bunch of perks, but $7,000, you know? So that's, that's for the, the mega fan, you know? Oh yeah. The, oh yeah. The mega fan with money. Oh yeah. Totally. But, that's. That's, but for that's our normal jerk offs, you know, yeah. <laughs> we're happy to get what we got. That's either somebody with a lot of money or somebody who has a very high credit limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I don't, for sure. I don't think I have any credit card that has a credit limit that high, or if anything, <laughs> it just barely coasts it. Shit. Well, watch um, out for American Express. There is no limit. Oh, don't don't fuck with me. <laughs> this this next year, I'm gonna be I'm gonna scour and discogs. You know that. Oh yeah, so for sure. Don't, don't don't you tempt me. Um, but yeah, for for me personally, this Metallica show is a big fucking deal. Like it's like we're making a whole weekend of it. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking wonderful. I can't. Fucking oh yeah, wait. yeah. Just I'm just gonna say one thing. Don't hustle. Don't go anywhere in a rush, because you are not going to get anywhere in a rush. Oh, I mean that's I mean, that like the shows are Friday and Sunday, so yeah. we're gonna we're taking the day off Friday to drive up, get our Airbnb, and then we'll take our time to get to the stadium. We're, exactly. And then on Sunday, we're not coming home until Monday, so like we're gonna take our time getting out of the parking lot on Sunday. We're not gonna rush and try to drive the five hours home from Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> after the show exactly no, no. we're just chilling so. yeah like like right now like you know i was thinking about it earlier and i was like okay for this for this trip to netherlands in the fall i gotta be i gotta be zen i gotta be like no 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 i don't feel like moving manana manana <laughs> <laughs> i gotta you gotta find, I gotta you gotta be, find out the, you gotta 
the Dutch word for that, though. Yeah, <laughs> I got, I got, I got to keep very, very calm and not try to hustle everywhere and not be in a rush because I know that why I get on planes, I get antsy because I want to get off. Like, dude, you're gonna be on a plane for like you know, you know, total of ten fucking hours. Oh just, man, you know, just sit back, you know, go listen to all the Arion albums. You'll make it through most of them by that time. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so so I'm I'm trying to get in that mindset now, and you know maybe I'll just you know take one of my uh, one of my anti-anxieties and pass out for a little while or something. Yeah, I mean we're we're also like because because we had that day in between and we're going to be in Dallas. We're also we're planning on hitting up a, a state park while we're there, maybe get some hiking in. But it's in August, so we have to be careful about what we do before we fucking you know die in the yeah. Texas heat. So. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Um, okay, so we can talk a little bit more about that later. Um, yeah, for sure. Because I, I think we both now have adventures to look forward to our uh, our individual adventures. So yeah, like um, and they're like a month apart, which is kind of cool. And like yep. mine happens around my birthday, and yours happens around Lindsay's and your birthday. So that's part that's badass. Yeah, that is that is pretty sweet. So, um. But yeah, um, so Led Zeppelin to celebrate 15th anniversary of the O2 Arena reunion concert with Celebration Day streaming event. I don't know what that means, but it sounds like a cash grab. Let's see. Well, actually, I think from what I saw that they were streaming it on YouTube for free yesterday. Mm -hmm. What's that? What would you say? Oh, it was a a concert film. Yeah, this is what they got together back in 2007. Um, they had a reunion show for to commemorate uh, the life of what I think it was like one of their longtime record executives or record or managers or something like that. He passed away. Mm-hmm. They did a big fucking reunion tour, a reunion show, one show. Um, and they really, I think they released a DVD of it and stuff like that, all this stuff. And then this is the, the 15th anniversary of it was just uh, on yesterday, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. December 10th, recording on some December 11th now. Um, and apparently they, they streamed it for free on YouTube last night. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's not necessarily cash grab. That's just kind of doing a in memory or a like, hey, remember that time that we did this? Yeah, for sure. Okay. That's fair. I can, I can get behind that. Even though it's like, guys, get it over it. Led Zeppelin will probably never reunite hereafter. But dude, like this seriously, like I just remember when that when that show happened, um, the reunion tour talk was fucking relentless. Oh, of course. Relentless to the point of annoyance. Like, come mm-hmm. on, guys. I mean, the, the last time they did anything like this was like in 1980. Like, come on. Don't yeah. it's just not gonna happen. The lat and the last time that Jimmy Page and, and fucking uh, our plant played together was um Page and Plant. And that was like like 10 to 15 years before like after that before this like guys come on please yeah it's no no moving along within temptation we'll try to do some more experimental stuff on upcoming album that's cool i mean they already they already had they had a rapper on one of their songs so <laughs> and yeah. that's actually one of, i like that song i really like too i actually yeah. really like that that combo was pretty cool good um devil driver parts ways with drummer austin diamond renounces replacement and replacement is 
Davier Perez. Perez. Davier Perez. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I'm trying to find out like where he may be from. Joey Belladonna says there's progress being made on the next Anthrax album. So Charlie Benante farted on a snare drum. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Charlie Benante kind of like, you know, looked at his drum kit today. We got, we got progress. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm just imagining like Scotty and going up to the mirror and like marking off where his his uh, his chin beard is at this time. It's like, all right, we're making progress. <laughs> for sure, that's it's, amazing. It's getting a little longer. It's almost time for a new health. <laughs> <laughs> Once it gets down to my nipples, it's time. <laughs> it's time. Uh, Peter Frampton sells his catalog to BMG. Oh shit! We've been hearing a lot about those, like those catalog sales throughout the whole year this year. Yep. So now it is Frampton comes into some money. <laughs> Coming alive. Tools. Danny Carey due in court next week over alleged assault. I gotta say, the dude even looks like a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, that, and, that, and that's probably his mugshot. So the, you know, that's not very flattering usually. So, man, uh, Jag Panzer to release new album The Hollowed in the spring. That is badass. Oh. Um. Gorguts announced first performance in nearly six years. Damn. Let's see where they're playing. Um, do, do, do. They're playing at Decibels Metal and Beer Festival. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that festival before. We talked about that. Yes. Um, you were just saying this before. Def Leppard and Motley Crue announced August 2023 U.S. tour dates with Alice Cooper. God damn it, Alice Cooper. Top taking slaps in the face. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 the only Texas date they have is El Paso. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's even clo remotely close for us would probably be uh, Oklahoma. That just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthrax cancels Bloodstock open air appearance due to logistical issues like Charlie Benante being part of Pantera reunion thingy. Yeah, I see that like, you know, Pantera is actually one of the opening bands of the Metallica show that I'm going to be seeing. They're on Friday night, so that's interesting. Aerosmith cancels remaining two Deuces are Wild Las Vegas residency shows due to Steven Tyler's health. We mentioned this a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. um, do they happen to say what his health condition is he just says illness <laughs> you've come down with being old <laughs> i'm afraid there's no cure unless are you benjamin button they're, they're saying mystery illness mystery illness i uh, sure let's, let's let's call that a unfortunate relapse yeah uh, well i hope not but we'll see you know, just need some of that inspiration. Does a hit and bop it, boop, bop it, bop it, bop it.
Disturbed. Uh, Disturbed's John Moyer. We're always going to be a hard rock heavy metal band that's angry. Well, shit. Join the rest of them. Uh, Cheap Tricks. Rick Nielsen to sit out more shows while recovering from medical procedure. What kind of medical procedure, per se? Uh, it just says minor. Okay. So, oh, he's going to be replaced by the 28 year old son of Cheap Tricks frontman, um, Cheap, Cheap Trick frontman, Robin Zander. There you go. So, this is funny though. This is this. He will temporarily be replaced by Robin Taylor Zander, who is the 28 year old son of Cheap Tricks frontman, Robin Wayne Zander. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> oh man, just call him fucking junior. Yeah, seriously. So this is a this is a post uh, on 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 Blabbermouth about the uh, Billboard's top grossing tours of the year, um, and they list a few. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read them off now. So the Rolling Stones uh, with 20 shows made over 179 million dollars fucking wild the red hot chili peppers with 31 shows made 176 million and just close just just short of 177 million um the Def Leppard and Motley Crue stadium tour with 35 shows 173 million dollars uh Guns N' Roses, um, okay, so far, sorry, hold on. The Rolling Stones were at, at sixth place, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers at seventh, and Def Leppard and Motley Crue at eighth. Now at 17th was Guns N' Roses, 93 million uh, to 27 shows. Just below them, uh, at, at the 20th spot, uh, My Chemical Romance with uh, just shy of 88 million. Did I, did I say thousand for Guns N' Roses? I meant million. <laughs> million. Um, but My Chemical Romance had 55 shows. Um, Iron Maiden at 26 with 47 shows did 76 million. Um, and then the Trans-Siberian Orchestra with 98 shows shows up at number 36 with 54.6 million. So those are some some hefty tours. Um, I just want to know what number one was if the Rolling Stones were at number six at one hundred seventy nine million dollars. I, I have no idea. Well, let's see. It was topped by Puerto Rican rapper and singer Bad Bunny. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. I hear his shows are a big draw. So yeah, I'm sure he puts on a great show. He puts on a good wrestling match. We'll say that. Yeah. True. Yep. 24-7 Rumor is he's uh, he might be coming back for Rumble or WrestleMania. I wouldn't doubt it. That'd be sweet. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yep. We should have him. We should have him and Logan Paul go at it. You know, the two uh, non wrestlers wrestle. They would put on a great match, man. Uh, dude, just like I didn't get to watch Crown Jewel, but just watching like the clips of Logan Paul doing the things he did with Roman Reigns, I was I was impressed. I was like, wow, yeah. that dude actually put some fucking work in. Yeah, he he's 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 pretty he's pretty good, you know. I I can I can give him credit. I like the guy has got a very punchable face, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> he also has a very punchable attitude. But like the work yeah. he put in, and he took it seriously. He's not just some one of these fucking douchebags that come in and like, yeah, I can do that. Like yeah. his fucking his fucking selfie jumping from the top rope and and smashing Roman Reigns on the table. 
yeah. fucking amazing. Oh, oh yeah, that, amazing. That, that was cool. That was very cool. Um, of course, the downside is he got injured in like multiple places I doing know. that. Oh, fuck his knee. He fucked yeah. his knee up bad. He, he got fucked up, but he but again, uh, to his credit, he finished the match. Mm, mm. For sure. He pulled yeah. the triple H for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, like you just tearing your quad, finish the match. <laughs> and t- Triple H also tearing his peck in the fucking at the other crown jewel, right? Was yeah. that was that crown jewel with fucking that terrible match with Yeah, DX with, with, Shul- with yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that yeah. that happened like right at the start of the match. And usually H is the one that carries the match and like, oh man, it fell apart. Oh man, it was yeah, it was bad news. And 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 speaking of speaking of, of matches that started off with a bad thing and made it worse was the was the Undertaker Goldberg match. Goldberg oh, God, con- yeah. concussed himself um like first five seconds into the match. Yeah, I remember re- watching the, the the his documentary about that. Ridiculous. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Anyway, uh Bill Vallo, I'm really happy that there seems to be people still interested in what I do. Well, yeah, there's some some gratitude. That's that's not somebody who's sitting there saying like oh, I should be known by everybody. <laughs> like that's I right, listen to it? him, motherfucker. Did, did his album come out recently, or is it no? Still, it's next. Know... It's next. It's next year. Oh, it's next year. Okay. Yeah, it's next year with the tour, and I might go to the tour. So. Uh, Twisted Sister to be inducted into Metal Hall of Fame by Steve Vai and Mike Portnoy. Very cool. I, I don't know why them in particular. That's pretty interesting. Uh, reunited Flyleaf confirmed for next year's Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Cool. Interesting. Randy Rhodes Distortion Plus pedal coming from Dunlop in 2023. I wonder what that sounds like. Mm. Bruce Dickinson announces more dates for his performance of John Lord's Concerto for Group and Orchestra. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't even know he was doing that, but that's pretty badass. Well, we uh, talked about that a while back. Uh-huh. Um, I think there's only a handful of dates, but it looks like they got um, like there's a bunch of dates in March and April of next year, and they're all in fucking South America. No, I, I lied. Mm-hmm. Here's one that's in Romania, Bulgaria. Croatia, Slovenia, the Czech Republic, and then Brazil. Four dates in Brazil. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. You gotta, gotta love uh, South Americans. Yeah, for real. They they love their metal. Um, Queensryche. Uh, Queensryche, Michael, Michael Wilton. Fans will be surprised by set list on upcoming U.S. tour. I'm gonna just look into that when it happens. Hmm. Because I want to be pleasantly surprised as well. <laughs> nice. Uh, Tuomas Halapainen says next uh, next Nightwish album will contain some major surprises, like a good song that features Floor at, at her capacity, which would be amazing. It would be it would be very nice. I use still, I... use what you have, you fuck. For real, dude. Like it bothers me so much that they have her and they don't use her to her fucking fullest potential. Like it feels like they're fucking just holding her back. Yeah. Here's one that I, I just came across that sounds pretty interesting is that Cold announces Year of the Spider Spring 2023 20th anniversary tour. 
Yeah. And they're coming to San Antonio April 23rd at the Paper Tiger. That is very cool. Um, Cold. And I remember them, they were, they were, you know, at worst, a decent band. So, yeah, at worst. So, um, Tobias Forge, why Ghost will never play death metal. I don't think you can growl, son. (laughs) Um, uh, Hailstorm and Lit Drummers announced debut Chemical Fire live show. Uh, not really my concern, especially because Lit is involved. <laughs> Tools Adam Jones unveils Epiphone Les Paul custom art collection. So you, so you, it's it's a it's a painting of of his his Epiphone. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I mean, probably not, but I mean. Like you like the look of my guitar? Because here's a picture of it. Bush announces January, uh, February 2023 tour with Jerry Cantrell, Candlebox, and Silver Sun pickups. Um, oh, is that a tour that's coming here? I would absolutely see that. Wow. January, February, uh, huh? Yeah, but they're not coming Texas. So, not at all either. Jesus Christ! Want, want, want. They're close, not even closest. Yeah, the closest they're coming is like Arizona, Arizona, Utah, maybe Arizona, Utah, Kentucky, Colorado, like the like around Texas, but not in Texas. Not even Oklahoma. My goodness. Motionless and White Singer comes down with upper respiratory infection. Tucson show canceled. Bummer. Slipknot announces first ever Knotfest Italy. Their, their their Knotfest brand has been expanding a lot in the last few years. That's pretty that's pretty oh. great. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, here's here's something. Oh shit! Here's something cheeky just for for me. Former Queensrÿche singer Jeff Tate underwent aortic valve replacement. I did that twice. <laughs> and my son's done it twice as well. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. <sighs> Yeah, well, see, uh, I guess in ten years he's gonna have to have another one. Well, so, hopefully, hopefully, you make it ten more years. Jesus. Yeah, well, I'm I'm lucky enough to make it to to what sixteen so far. Well, I mean, so, yeah, you're not growing anymore though. Like our our worry for him is that he's still growing. Don't you don't you short shame me. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Fit for, a king. Fit for a King announces winter 2023 headline tour of North America. I don't know anything about Fit for a King. So. Nor do I. Um, more more charitable stuff. Family of late dr- uh, Rush drummer raises money for Cancer Center in Ontario. Very That's cool. Awesome. Even more charitable stuff. Leonard Skinner headlined Hurricane Ian Benefit concert generates over $1.5 million for relief. That's crazy. That's a that's a decent amount of money. Holy shit! Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sounds good. Uh, probably f- from just uh, well, a ticket sales and b, uh, maybe um, merch vendor vendor stuff and so on and so forth. So, um, Papa Roach oh, yeah. and Fa- Falling in Reverse announced second leg of the Rockzilla tour with Hollywood Undead. Don't care. <clears throat> Skid Row and Buck Cherry announce U.S. co-headline tour for spring 2023. Q-C. So, so kind of the the old and the new co-headlining tour. 
Um, oh, here we go. Queensryche announces early 2023 U.S. tour with Marty Friedman. That That's sounds a- pretty cool. Oh, they're coming to the vibes. Ooh. Coming to vibes in March. Ooh, yeah, March. Yeah. March 9th, the vibes, man. That sounds pretty good. Wow, they play a lot of Texas shows. They got um, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, and Midland. Oh yeah, they they last time I think they they well they just came through with Judas Priest, but they played a bunch of of Texas shows. So, um, yeah, because we because we had the interview with them uh, uh, like a week before they came here. Oh um, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, Steel Panther announces on the Prowl Spring twenty twenty three tour. Cool. Uh, hmm. Not a big Steel Panther fan, so yeah, neither am I really. Brett Michaels on his upcoming single, No One Gives a Fuck. <clears throat> sorry. Um, sorry. Metallica warns fans about crypto scams. And... Yeah, ever, ever since the, the, the release of the, the all the information about the new album and stuff like that, like a lot of scams apparently have been going on on mm-hmm. social media. So they had to like put like a statement out, like, you know, we are all all of our social media is verified. If you don't see the blue check mark or whatever the fuck, don't go there kind of thing yeah yeah um it's 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 interesting that they they have to fight against something else like they they already did napster once <laughs> now they now they're fighting against crypto well they're not fighting against crypto as a, as a thing it's like um it's they're fighting against crypto being used against fans, which is yeah. which is fine. Aaron Lewis, oh, you're a tw- you're such a twat. I cannot look like you can you can have your own you can, you can have your own political opinion and stuff, but don't be a twat about it. Yeah, he's being like, pretty rough. He's pretty pretty bad about it. When you're when you're putting when you're putting your political okay, you, I can't say when you're putting your political message that strongly into a song because obviously all sides do it. But man, just shut up and play. Sometimes, mm. of course, he incorporated it into a song instead. So now I can sing about it. <laughs> Hooray! Now I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm doing what you told me. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't have to stop playing to to shut up the audience. <sighs> Fucking hell, asshole, twat. Uh, Winger's first studio album in nearly a decade is being mixed. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I heard the last album was actually surprisingly badass. So, um, Gojira frontman needs to recharge his batteries before working on next album. Makes sense. Nightwish singers radiation therapy rescheduled for January. Their Asian tour has been postponed. Yeah. This is a good one. I'm 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 clapping for this one. Evanescence Fallen album certified diamond in diamond. US. For those who don't know, Diamond is ten million. That's fucking crazy. Yep. Ghosts, Mariana Cross, single certified gold in US. Ghost is uh, Ghost is really making their way up there. Well, I think they they had a a viral thing go on TikTok using the song, mm-hmm. so that's I think a big yeah. portion of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I still think my favorite bit about that happening was 
Tobias Forge getting invited to throw out the first pitch at like a Colorado Rockies game or some shit like that. And he went out there in full Papa fucking uh, make uh, mask and shit with the yep. baseball uniform on. It was so cool. It was so fun to watch. Yeah. But then he fucking, he can't throw. Yeah. <laughs> was, his pitch was so bad. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't want to say it, but he does look like a guy who probably couldn't. Couldn't be. <laughs> and I know that because I wake up and look at the mirror and I say, dude, you cannot throw it to save your life. <laughs> <laughs> we can smell our own. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, this is funny. This is this is this is funny, and I swear, I swear, there's a reason why this is funny. John Schaefer's oh. ex Demons and Wizards bandmate Hansi Kirsch says, "Iced Earth guitarist deserves right to explain his side." <laughs> what needs to be explained? He yeah, was there. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, Hans? Oh. No. I, I happened to be walking by the Capitol one day. I saw a riot and said, I need to be part of this. <laughs> like, what, what kind of thing do you have to explain? You're, you were part of an insurrection. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. That's a little much. Come on. Oh, my God. It's fucking funny. Because <laughs> he just doesn't want to go out and say, like, dude, you fucked up, dude. <laughs> uh, speaking of which i have two ice earth shirts uh available on ebay right now for sale someone buy them <laughs> uh silverstein announces misery made me 2023 north american tour so i guess that's cool uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers announced North American and European tour dates for 2023. Look at them getting on the next year's crazy tours list. Um, but they're coming to the Alamo Dome. Yep. And that means that I will not be going. It's a Wednesday, too. Like a weekday, Alamo Dome, downtown San Antonio. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, uh, at, I, like, I if it was at the AT and T Center, it'd be a consideration. Only because I feel that the way that the AT and T Center has handled their parking in recent years has uh, been very good. Especially uh, like getting in and getting out has been very good. The Alamo yeah. Dome is fucked. It does. Oh the, yeah. The location wise and the parking at the actual venue is awful. Yeah. And then yeah, the and exit that's... strategy is terrible. Yeah, they don't. They don't have enough. They don't even have enough parking at the venue for for anything. You have to like we 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 parked in front of someone's house, a mile two miles away. Yeah, like like a mile <laughs> or two miles away. It was almost as bad as um uh the uh, the venue we went to in Austin, the Moody Center. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. So so the night we went in, like you, me, Brandy, and Lindsay. Uh-huh. Uh it wasn't it wasn't that bad compared to when Pat and I went for the gorillas. Really? Because every single sports related thing in the area was going on at the same time. Oh so, shit. So so you had uh, a baseball game going on, you had like a football game going on, you had oh, another fuck. baseball game going on. So we parked further out than you did that time. We went wow. an extra. We had to go an extra mile out. 
Oh shit. Yeah, we were we were walking for a long fucking time. I mean, that's that's that was the rough part about the Moody Center is because it's it's situated right off of thirty five. Yeah, um, it's in a college, like so you got all the college parking and all that shit, and then and once you add like all the other things that you're talking about, it was it was screwed. I mean, that's what happened with us at Elton John too, because yeah. it was it was Day of the Dead and Comic Con the same oh, fucking yeah. day. Oh yeah. Bad news all around. Like downtown would have been a shit show just for that. Add the Elton John show. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was pretty bad. Mm. Yeah. Um. So, sorry. I. I, I had a. I had a brain fart. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Zach Wilde performs at Jimi Hendrix's 80th birthday celebration two days after first Pantera concert. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he doesn't fuck around. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. He's he he never he never does. Uh, can we talk about the Pantera thing real quick? Uh, I've been trying to dance around it, but sure. I know, but let's just let, let's just let's just talk about it. So they played their first show. Have you seen any of the photos from the show? No. The stage setup is crazy. It looks awesome. Uh huh. Um, and some of the clips that I've seen from it, they actually sound pretty fucking good. So. I'm excited to see them next summer when they open up for Metallica. So that's 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 all I want to say about it. Okay. You know, I'd see it. I never thought it was going to be bad. It just I I it doesn't seem necessary. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. Uh, I just I just don't I don't see the point in it. But yeah, I, I you know, it. I you, you, like you're gonna see it, you're gonna enjoy it. I know you're gonna enjoy it. Um, I'm sure everyone who's seen it already thus far in the, in the past, you know, what three, four shows they played have enjoyed it too. Like you know, you probably there's a one percent out there that didn't. So, um, and then of course you know there's probably a whole bunch of people watching footage of it just you know being trolls like oh it fucking sucks. And it's like okay, well go back and. Cry to mom. So, <laughs> so uh, walk on home, boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so yeah, you know, just I, I never, th- I never thought I was going to be bad, but I just found it unnecessary. Gotcha. So, um, Metallica's James Hetfield opened up about seventy-two seasons album inspiration. There's been a lot of darkness in my life. Uh, I'm sure there's been plenty lately, uh, considering the 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 rehab stints and the divorce, uh, and you know he's saying a lot of darkness in my life. He's saying that overall, so you know that that goes back to even Cliff Burton's death and whatnot. So, well, I think he also like the the I think the the title seventeen seasons um to what he. 72 seasons, sorry, 72 seasons, uh, the way he described it in the video was that he was reading a book about childhood and how childhood kind of like um, creates the person that you're going to be. And it's the first 72 seasons. So it's like the first 18 years of your life kind of like kind of form how you're going to be as a person, uh-huh. and like how, how you're going to grow and how you're going to mature and stuff like that. So that apparently that's what the this this album and what this the title is going to be about uh, as a whole. Gotcha. Gotcha. <clears throat> Understood. I, that's, uh, that's that's pretty interesting. I'm actually really excited for the album because it's another one of those. Like I've been talking about how I feel like some albums as of late have not been like long enough. 
And mm-hmm. this one, I think, is 12 tracks. I think it's going to be over an hour long. Uh, so I'm pretty excited for that. Hopefully it's not a double album because I felt cheated by Hardwired as a double album because it felt like the bonus disc they gave us was longer than the two discs of the album combined. So yeah. it just needs to be a single fucking album, you know, one 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 piece of material to cover what they're going to be doing on this record. So, mm-hmm. yeah, here's a here's a big one and kind of a talking point. Um, Devin Townsend on post pandemic touring, the ability to make money on tour is almost completely gone now. Um, I haven't read his part of the article, but I, I shared with you guys um, the, a response to that from one of the members, uh, I believe, of Dark Funeral. And uh-huh. they were agreeing with it because apparently part of the reason why T-shirt sales, T-shirt costs uh, at shows are so high is because venues are like gouging bands and shit. Mm. Um, and so, the, you know bands make money uh are supposed to be able to make money on tour and that's how they they make their money not necessarily from album sales but from touring and merchandise merchandise especially and apparently that has been completely obliterated so it's becoming way too difficult uh, for a lot of bands to uh, make money uh, off their merchandise so well, here's um, here's here's a couple of lines from from what Devin said. Uh-huh. Um, he says, "I don't think it's better at all because the cost of touring now, with inflation and the cost of gasoline and diesel, plus over the course of the pandemic, we've lost a, a ton of really good venues. Uh, I'd say probably fifty percent of the workforce is touring. In touring, has now left because what's a guitar tech going to do for two years? You have to get a job, right? So, um, so the ones that are remaining, not only are they already spoken for with other bands but they're also uh twice as expensive so that's just like a couple of things that he's like listing like uh he's also mentioned the cost of airplanes um let's see yeah like he's just talking about a lot of costs like hotels airplanes gas um the loss of good venues and hiring um hiring touring um like production crew i guess would be and they're twice as expensive now because the demand for them is higher and the supply is very low yeah and i and i can i can see all of that absolutely so it's a damn shame to say the least yeah i mean also that also probably is probably some of the stuff that goes into like why anthrax is canceling some of the big european shows mm-hmm. because they just they simply can't afford to do it they're gonna lose money then mm-hmm. instead of making it so yeah. i mean it makes sense they're like Devin Townsend and, and Anthrax aren't on the level of, say, like a Motley Crue Def Leppard stadium tour, a Metallica stadium tour. These guys are playing smaller venues. They're not going to make that much money, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a like I said, it's just a damn shame. So, you know, if you want to support the band, you know, you, you I mean, you I wouldn't say go see him live, but you know, <laughs> buy some buy some merch from them online from their own store or something like that. I mean, that's probably the best way you can go about it at this point. That's the funny thing is that like for a while there, there we were talking about how the bands were not making money making records and that they were making money on touring. Now it seems like it's going to be reversed. Like, yeah. I'm wondering if we're going to see a a big tide a, a tide shift of people making more albums and not touring as much because it's cheaper to make an album than it is to make a tour. Yeah, but even then, 
you know, make your money through streaming. Streaming doesn't pay very much at all, at all. So it really does go into like I think it probably goes like the way that some bands probably make money now is they probably do a lot of um, special editions, like the the multiple special vinyls, because no people are going to collect them. Um, because they're not, like you said, they're not going to make money fucking with traditional sales for the most part. It's just the basic shit, and they're definitely not making money streaming. So, yeah. like, it's got to be like the special edition shit that they probably make at least a little bit of cash on. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it, pretty much they, they it's going to get to a point in general where it's like it doesn't pay to be a musician anymore. Yeah, and, and that's and and again, that's a damn shame. So that has that has to change. That really has to change. Speaking of being a musician, could Lars Ulrich play Rush songs with Getty Lee and Alex <laughs> Lifeson? In the matter of speaking, Lars says no. It would take a lot of rehearsal. That's what he says. He didn't say he didn't say no. I said no because that means Dude, you should have been rehearsing all of your life. Why haven't you been rehearsing? Oh wait, you've been hitting the fucking snare drum this whole time. I I, I think I think that there's no like no matter no level of rehearsing on Lars's part could ever prepare him to actually play a rush song. Mm-hmm. Not not in a million years. No. Not in a million years. Um no. yeah, there's just no fucking way. Um, Sebastian Bach says he has been working on his new solo album since two Skid, Skid Row singers ago. Okay. <laughs> well, well, where is it? Wow. I think that, that that's funny. He's trying to make a, like a, uh, a jab at Skid Row for having multiple singers yet. That's not really a good thing uh, to make him look any better. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of not looking any better, man, he looks like shit. Uh, age is finally catching up. Yeah, seriously. Speaking of looking like shit, Wasp Blackie Lawless explains oh, how he dude. came to rededicate his life to Christ. Why is like seriously like when rockers age, they look more like women. It's it's <laughs> like they really do. Like these are uh, these are the kind of people that you see like on front porches with with shotguns, just stroking them like. <laughs> <laughs> yelling at the damn kids and shit Fuck. oh man in flame singer Anders Frieden or yes Frieden uh, we have to be nicer and kinder to each other good observation why can't we all just go along like, bro, why can't on. we be friends no <laughs> I was just you remember the episode of The Simpsons where um, Mo was talking about being a boxer? He gets Homer to box for him and everything, and he yes, fights yes, off yes. against their, their version of Mike Tyson, and yes. he comes out to that song. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, Richie, uh, Judas Priest Richie Faulkner on his life-saving heart surgery. I'm lucky to be here playing metal for you guys. Yes, you are because for sure. heart, sur- heart surgery is is frightening stuff. I mean, didn't he have like a like a heart attack like on stage or something like that? Like, it was it was mm-hmm. rough. I think it was one of those things where he started to feel the symptoms, got off yeah. stage, and it was like we rushed him to the hospital. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, progressive rock supergroup Transatlantic to release the final flight live at Olympia. 
Lelibia, sorry. Uh, Lelibia. Yeah, just one of Mike Portnoy's many groups. Uh-huh. That have new stuff coming out. Because I think he, I think they're releasing a new Winery Dogs album, uh, which is his group with uh, Richie Kotzen and Billy Sheehan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, he, he's never he's never resting on his laurels, that guy. No, no, he'll, he'll never be done. Um... We'll probably get into more about that. I don't want to read that part of the news just yet about Guns N' Roses. Um, okay, don't need that. Uh, Sons of Iron Maiden's Yannick Gers and Radiohead's Tom York released new collaborative single, Red Skies. I think we talked about that last time. I really want to hear that. Hmm. I love D. Snyder. Twisted <laughs> Sister launches makeup collection. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, dude. Future Trides video. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, my that God. Would be, that would be hilarious. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> Paint me, paint me, <laughs> make me beautiful. <laughs> Guns and Roses files trademark lawsuit against gun store. Did a gun store call itself Guns and Roses? Probably. Was it located in Texas? Probably. Uh. <laughs> yes, it's Texas it Guns and Roses. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's fucking Texas. God damn it! <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> fuck! Never cease to surprise me, Texas. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. Fuck. Sodom's Thomas Angel Ripper saw such. Spook. We never changed our music. Yeah, you've been playing thrash since day one, and you still sound hard as fuck. <laughs> Speaking That's of old awesome. dudes looking like women, Joe Elliott on why Def Leppard <laughs> continues to make new music. <laughs> we, we just never lost that hunger to write. <laughs> Look at him! <laughs> I know, I saw the picture. Like, you're absolutely right. Dude, the last few posts have been like, you know, pictures of, of like, uh, people at a nursing home. Come on. Uh, oh, Cannibal, Cor- Cannibal Corpse drummer on the band's longevity. It's been a dream come true for us. Well, yeah, you guys have been around for a long fucking time. Holy shit. We, we just got through one week's worth of news. We still have to get through one whole other week. Well, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a busy week. So... Um, the thing is, I, I would say I would say about like fifteen percent of these articles are about Pantera, though. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of skipping over a lot of them. So, um, Judas Priest celebrates over fifty million album sales worldwide. Noise. Hold on, let me see that picture. Let me see that picture. <laughs> Does Rob Halford look like a woman too? <laughs> no, Rob Halford. Rob Halford with that that beard that and beard, and bald, yeah, beard and oh, yeah. bald and tattooed. He looks like. You know, he yeah. he looks boss. Yeah, so, total. What I'm looking for is like it. It looks like it lit. I do not see the covers of Jugulator or Demolition there. Big surprise! <laughs> Big surprise! 
Getting the shaft. All right. Where was I? Okay. It put me like back in the the high up there. I should have opened it and do tab. All right. Here we are. Um well, apparently Brian Johnson voiced a character in the original Call of Duty uh or Call of Duty game Finest Hour. Wow. I must go find that and play it. <laughs> um Aviation firm of Iron Maiden singer Bruce Dickinson welcomes new managing director. There you go. Can't make money off the music industry, then make money getting your own aviation firm, bro. Side hustles. Yeah. The Obsessed signs with Ripple Music. New album due out in 2023. Very cool. This is the part I uh, somewhat avoided earlier, and I'm bringing it up now. Women, uh, woman claims she was left bloodied after being hit by Axl Rose's microphone during Guns N' Roses' concert. You... I, 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 I'm kind of guessing this one was not intentional, but you, it still happened. All right, so... So he released a statement several days later. Yeah. Um, so the, the the thing is that since the beginning of Guns N' Roses, at the end of the show, Oscar Rose throws his microphone into the crowd. Just um, like the drummer throws drumsticks, just like drum heads, guitar picks, he throws his microphone. Mm -hmm. So apparently this woman caught it to the face. Oh. And now she's pissed. And I think uh, I think the statement from Axl Rose, of course, being that it was an accidental thing. That's what we've been doing for 30 years. We will no longer be throwing things from the stage. Sorry, guys. Like at all. So no guitar picks, no drumsticks, no microphones. You get nothing. Yeah. Well, the the well, the band won't, but everybody yeah. else will. Um. Rolling Stones honored with UK collectible coin for 60th anniversary. Cool. You realize the Rolling Stones were around for almost as long as the Queen? <laughs> <laughs> almost. Almost <laughs> as long. <laughs> I mean, maybe not almost, maybe like two thirds of the way, but like, man, they were around. <laughs> like except for Keith Richards, he's he was. You, you, you've seen the uh, the uh, CGI regenerated version of the first person. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hilarious, yeah. hilarious. Uh, more charitable stuff, which is cool. Bowl for Ronnie bowling party returns brings in more than seventy two thousand for Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund. Cool. They do that every year, I think, don't they? Uh, yes. Yes, they do. But still, very, very important, especially it's 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 Ron James Dio's cancer fund, mm -hmm. died of stomach cancer back in 2010. Uh, I'm wondering, I know they have a, there's another, um, there's another charity that they were a part of prior to his death. Um, I think it was called Children of the Night. And it was uh, to uh, stop childhood child prostitution. Oh, okay. So, wow. Yeah, I think I think there was there were, there was that beforehand. I'm wondering if that's still in existence. So, Vil uh, Vallo, after John Bonham, Lars Ulrich is probably one of the most important drummers. Now, notice the word important. 
not skillful or technical or good. <laughs> yeah, important. And to that point, you can you can agree somewhat. So, um, Vixen new single has finally been mixed. That's all they say. Hasn't been released. So cool. George Lynch and Jeff Pilson released the original holiday single "It's a Wonderful Life." Cool. Getting into that holiday spirit, making that, yeah. making, making that Mariah Carey money. Just wait until we get to the charts. Oh yeah, Sacred Reich to begin recording a new album in 2023. Also, yeah, y'all, yeah, y'all. Okay. I don't. I don't get this one, so I don't care. I'm gonna move on from that. Um, this one's kind of interesting. Brian Johnson's pre-ACDC band Jordy is back with a new singer. Fiftieth anniversary single. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> um. If you want to hear Corn's Jonathan Davis talk embalming techniques, autopsies, and more on Sing for Science podcast, you can find it on the Sing for Science podcast. Very cool. Yeah, I mean that's that's a little weird, but well, he was. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's what his job was before he was in Corn. He doesn't surprise me. I mean, I could see him just sitting there like messing around with dead body. <laughs> You know, and all that shit. <laughs> like, he has to entertain himself somehow. He's alone he's, half the time. His singing style is just imitating the noises of the organs he's taking out to embalm. I, I can see him being the kind of person who just picks up a skull and starts mouthing it and shit. <laughs> I've got the lovely bunch of coconuts. <laughs> Speaking of Guns N' Roses, they announced a massive London concert for June 2023. And they show a picture of uh, of Axl Rose wearing a big fucking hat. <laughs> Not sure if it's a cowboy hat or a straw hat. Um, Not going to talk more about Pantera. Um Lars Ulrich on his Metallica bandmates. They are the brothers I never had. When did that start? Because you've had them with you for a while. You didn't the call them your brothers. You didn't call them your brothers beforehand. Ex-Queens Rick vocalist Jeff Tate, I'll keep singing songs until I can't do it anymore. Well, I mean, I hope you when that time comes, you're able to accept it. Skipping over this one because yeah. the individual is trash. Uh, um, oh, Fleet yes. Max, Christine McVie, McVie died seventy and seventy nine. Yes, that That's, is a shame. That is still something I'm hearing about to this to this day. As far as you know, the artist reception and um, response for sure. Here's a funny one. <laughs> Nickelback's Ryan Peak. Metalheads are really protective of their genre. No kidding. <laughs> I, I think that's the thing that sucks about Blarmouth sometimes. Like they pull out some of like the most ridiculous quotes from an interview. Like I'm sure that's not what the interview was about, but they pick that. 
to put in their fucking headline. Come on. Let's pull a personal example. I did an 18-minute interview with Tim Ripper Owens. The only thing they pulled out of that was the word never. (laughs) In reference to John Schaefer. Nothing about me talking about the the uh the upcoming ep or anything not talking about the judas priest side of things they pick what's going to be what's going the to potentially bait. be the clickbait the clickbait like, for sure it's like man there was there was more to that i asked mm. some good questions so he said he'd eat, he would eat kk downing <laughs> i mean that's kind of important <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what was that reference? Jesus Christ. I gotta that listen was, to this interview. What? That that was the uh that was the lightning round question if you were stranded on a desert island. Oh okay. um, which which member gets eaten first. Yeah, okay. Uh, like you said KK, but but he's the boss, so they wouldn't allow it. So <laughs> um uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, Rolling Stones to release 50th anniversary show as Gur Live album. Well, that's the 50th anniversary show, but they're on their 60th now, if I'm not mistaken. So, <laughs> okay. New Alice Cooper biography, Alice Cooper at 75, coming in January. Um, I also know there's some other thing coming, or maybe the title has changed since this date. Um, but there is a book uh coming out about Alice Cooper. So maybe this is two things coming out. Um let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh we mentioned this a little bit earlier. The Skid Row's guitarists reschedule a neck surgery forces postponement of Australian tour. Oof. Um do 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 Motorhead shares previously unreleased song Bullet in Your Brain from the Bad Magic Sessions. Guess what it sounds like? Fucking Motorhead. (laughs) Uh, More charitable stuff. This is getting good. Metallica partners with Wolverine to release new charitable collection for Giving Tuesday. Glad to see that Marvel's getting on their side. (laughs) Yeah. It took, it took a little moment to sink in, I saw. <laughs> oh, wait, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I, heard, I, I, I heard the wheels turning. <laughs> it's the grinding wheel, 2017. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. There's there's our article. Tim Ripper Owens would never rejoin Iced Earth. I've moved on. That was that was in reference to the, uh, to the interview we did with... Uh, with Tim Ripper Owens, not the not the uh, other seventeen and a half minutes of that interview, mm-hmm. no big deal. How did that? Uh, do you still do? You, have you figured out how that happened? No, that one. I, I, that's not. I, I didn't. I didn't send that one in. I don't know who sent that one in. Mm. I wonder if oh. it's like something that like they um that blab them out because they pull a lot of this stuff from from different podcasts and stuff like that. I wonder if they have like. If they have certain artists like um, tagged, or like like if something comes up about this person, uh, we want to know about it, and we're going to use it on our fucking website. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 they showed up on Blarmouth shortly after you posted it on YouTube. 
Yeah, it was it, like it was really short after. Like, yeah, it got it got snatched up quick, and I have no idea how. Because uh, I I had previously sent in the the Queensrÿche one. Um, I didn't send in uh, the one after that. Um, With, uh, Lacuna who's Coil. The one? Lacuna, Lacuna Coil. Coil. Yeah, that yeah. I didn't send that one in. Um, because I actually like that one. I felt I I felt a little uncomfortable about that, about that one just because it, it felt really awkward. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. yeah, but um, but you know this one I I probably would have sent in if I had thought about it, but I didn't. So and it still had, landed there, so that's pretty sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's gotten us a good three hundred ninety seven views. That's that's pretty good. Sweet, so, sweet. Can't argue, can't argue with that. Unfortunately, views don't turn into subscriptions. So. Ah, well. Ah, well. The Offspring to begin recording a new album in January. Very cool. Um, Eric Martin says, It's time for Mr. Big to go back out on tour. I'm excited about that, he says. Well, you should be. Otherwise, why are you doing it? Mm. Soulfly announces massive early 2023 U.S. tour. Oh, yes? Let's see. How massive is this? Okay, indeed. Oh, oh, yes. Okay, they are coming to multiple places in Texas. Five Texas dates. Mm. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay, so January to February to March to, oh, to just, from, wow. Uh, starts, (laughs) Starts January 25th and ends April 1st. That is indeed extensive. And they are playing shows in a row. Like, I'm just looking at the March one, and it is, like there's not a date that they're missing. Look, dude, so they go, they're, pl- they're ten shows whoa. in California, dude. Like, so they have seventh and eighth of March, then a day off. Tenth and eleventh, a day off. Thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth, day off. This is crazy. Wow, that is a wild amount of shows. Well, they're an awesome band. Good for them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I'm just impressed that, like, fucking um, Max can keep his voice in that kind of fucking, like, capacity to be able to play those that amount of shows in a row without a rest. Yeah. <laughs> I misheard that for a second. Because <laughs> you said without a rest. And I was like, um, did he do something recently? Should he be arrested? <laughs> without an arrest. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right. Uh, okay, Martin <coughs> first U.S. shows with new guitarist John Five. Don't care. Delane announces Dark Waters album. Ooh, sweet, sweet. Uh, Machine Head to embark on tour of major U.S. markets in April, May, twenty twenty-three. Does that Let's indicate see. what that means? Let's see. Let's it see does. Nope, no dates. No dates, but. There, it just says we've got a major market tour, so whatever that means. Deep Purple's I mean, the yeah. what? What'd you say? I was just, I was just thinking it's probably like if you just think about major markets, like you know, here in Texas, you're thinking Houston, Dallas, Austin, maybe San Antonio. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, your, your New Yorks, your LA's, you know, your big, your big cities in the in the states. Yeah. Deep Purple's the visual history expanded and updated book to arrive next year. Sweet. Tommy Lee's Calabasas House burglarized. 
well, shit. I guess they went looking for a few copies of his sex tape with uh, Pamela Anderson. Huh. Ace Frehley putting the finishing touches on a new studio album. Cool. Sweet. Um, Brian Johnson talks about the technology will help him overcome his hearing loss. That's pretty cool, but I'm not going to read all the details. So... Fozzie's rich war doesn't take his success for granted. I've never gotten numb to it yet. Uh, Tony Iommi's longtime guitar tech Mike Clement dies. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Unfortunate. Unfortunate, probably very, probably by now, very close friend of Tony Iommi. I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. Rakuta uh, Coil announces a West Coast tour. Uh, yes, very much West Coast. Totally not here. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, of course, shortly after we did the last podcast, Metallica announced the uh, seventy-two seasons album and and the M seventy-two world tour. I was uh, shocked when, like, so the 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 way I found out about it was I uh, I was sitting down to breakfast before I went to work, and I was just going through uh, when you get like the notifications for like new releases for the day um, mm-hmm. on Spotify, and I saw a Metallica song come up. I'm like, wait, what the fuck just happened? And then as soon as I saw that, the fucking the news thing exploded with what was going on. It was fucking crazy. Very nice. Powerwolf to release Interludium album in April 2023. Cool, Powerwolf. And ACDC's Bon Scott to be honored at Perth, Australia's high voltage event in May 2023. Indeed, Bon Scott rules. Inflamed guitarist Bjorn Jalot. Does not read online comments. Says he's tired of the toxic environment. Trust me, so are we. <laughs> and King's X guitarist can't even stand up after contracting COVID nineteen. Houston show canceled. Damn. Damn. Still a thing. Vil Vallo does not rule out a hymn reunion. I mean, that'd be fun. Joe Lynn Turner starts, uh, has been starting to get more comfortable talking about his alopecia. If you don't know what that means, it's where you lose hair. He's apparently he, suffered he, from it. He's suffered from it all his life. He's been wearing a wig for several several years. I didn't know he actually had alopecia. Wow. Yeah. He came forward with it recently, and you know, now he's not wearing the wig. Yeah, I knew he wasn't wearing the wig. I didn't, I'd never looked into the reason why he was wearing one to begin with. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I think that makes, yeah, we, we're caught up to the, so that, that is a bit, lot. And that was a decent amount for, for a change. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was it's, good. It is definitely time for a commercial break. For sure. All right. I got piss. Same. And we're back. And this is the part where we move on to a little extra. 
uh first part up so if, if uh, you may notice chris i i i moved um the good that men and women do out of a little extra and i put it into general into the general news area oh okay i haven't actually looked at the script in forever so well i i just i just i've i've made like one or two minor changes just location of certain things that's it gotcha gotcha, um, gotcha. <clears throat> i haven't really put much thought into any sort of big overhaul um, but starting off a little extra is the crowdfunding tracker, and <clears throat> we have been following the latest Sound of Thunder um, Kickstarter, which is for the Queen of Hell EP and comic. Now, we had previously established by the first time that I had even brought it up, they had already passed their goal. They they are they always pass their initial goal. It's always about the stretch goals, and Unfortunately, they did not reach their final stretch goal or goals. Let me see. Uh, looks like goals um, because the last two were at 68,000 and 70,000. And they made in total at the end $65,793 with 738 backers. Um, so ultimately a big success for them. And technically one of the things that they were saying was that, um, uh, partway through the, um, the campaign was that they didn't have as many backers as they did for the Crimson Cult. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm pretty sure this one may have surpassed that with backers, but not that in funds. So, um, this one uh still obviously they're going to put forward a lot of cool shit um they may do uh a, another kickstarter in the future just to kind of pay for the extra expenses um but for right now they have a good amount to start getting to work on different things and get to um get to work on a lot of the comics uh and whatnot so the progress will come over the next few months but for right now they've made the goal they've gone beyond the goal and they're going to continue they're going to pursue what they need to to get the album the ep done the comic all prepared and everything like that so yeah um yeah. like i said prepare for another one in the future again again they'll have probably some really cool um rewards and whatnot but yeah it's it's uh it's a success and like always, they've. I think. I think everything they've ever put up on Kickstarter has always come out on top. They. They are. They are fully band. Uh, crowdfunded band. So, um, so congratulations to them. Sorry you couldn't make your stretch goals, but we have faith in you for the future. So for sure. Yeah. Um, especially especially after the last few albums. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's the only Kickstarter that I, I have been looking at. I haven't gone looking again lately. Um, so that takes care of the crowdfunding tracker. Let's talk about shit I want. What do you want? <clears throat> Honestly, I'm, I'm just like, the, the funny thing for me is that I, is that I really enjoy the Christmas season. Uh -huh. But because of my job, I don't get to enjoy it as much as I used to. So yeah. what I really want is for the Christmas season to be over. <laughs> That's all I really want. I want the, I want things to go back to quote unquote normal. 
All I want for Christmas is the fucking end of it. <laughs> That's basically what you sound like. Um, but I can understand that because I actually, I, I'm actually like, it's not against the holiday itself or against the holiday season. Or I, obviously, obviously, I'm not in the same circumstances as you. But I'm like, I would like it to kind of be through i'd like to get on to the next thing so yeah uh, and that's also like the way it feels like a lot of things are just kind of on hold during december so it's just mm -hmm. like like i just really want to get through december and be able to like to move on to the next thing and just kind of like start getting things settled as far as that goes mm -hmm. um but i think that's just the that's just the season in general like i like i said like like you said i don't have anything against it at all like it's my favorite time of year i love like everything after Thanksgiving up to New Year's, I love it, but I just don't get to enjoy it as much as I used to because of of my of my job. So yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I I I had said previously that I I had planned to coast through this uh, <laughs> month. Um, by because when I say I had planned to coast through it, what I meant as far as um as far as that goes is like i had set myself up with uh work to receive a lot of clients and i capped myself off at a certain number of clients that i thought was going to be okay um but at, at right after i did that i had so many people either not reschedule just drop off stop services um and i went from having a decent amount to like i my job depending on on how many clients i have at a given time my second job actually um i can make between about 200 or 500 every monday mm -hmm. and so i went from one week of having 500 to having 300 to 290 to 247 and i was like that sucks that yeah, sucks yeah. ass like and again like i can if i just have a few more people because i get paid i get technically i literally get paid by the minute um i i just had enough uh more people obviously i can get more um but it dwindled down so much from the holidays and into into this month and leading up to the next holiday that is just pfft, gone yeah. Yeah, and, yeah yeah and it was just like well crap and then my my primary job like i'm i'm still i i'm i'm still i don't think they know i work there still <laughs> like i don't think either job knows that i work there so so here I, I wrote it I wrote it at one point on uh, on Facebook, but so I've been at my my first job since April of last year. So I'm approaching I'm approaching a two year mark, which is oh. remarkable because this company is technically a startup. I came in probably in the first six months of the company. So, you know, I'm an I'm I'm basically an old timer there, like I am in, in real life, just you know, I'm I'm more cheery at work than I am in real life. <laughs> so um, but like, I, I barely ever get new clients like through this, through the first job. I haven't, I haven't gotten a brand new client in, I, maybe I got one new client, uh, one or two new clients in the last 
four to six months. Otherwise, it was a transfer to me because somebody else quit. And even then, it was one to two people. So that job pays every two weeks. So the number has steadily just been going down because I don't have as many clients there anymore. And I'm just kind of waiting for them to realize that I'm not doing very much, but they're still uh -huh. employing me. <laughs> and and they, they, they've, they've had layoffs, so I'm like... How have I survived? Because <laughs> they don't know you're there. Man. Exactly. Exactly. Just, you know, like, it, it's like the, the guy from Office Space. <laughs> <laughs> you are the Milton of your company. That's Seriously. <laughs> and then I and then I mentioned on, on this one on uh, definitely on Facebook that uh, once I started at my second employer, I got like phone calls and texts and emails saying, hey, you want to come work for us? I already do, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's hilarious. And it was like, leave me alone. <laughs> Let me do my job. <laughs> I mean, you work for us, but do you actually want to work for us? I'm working. Leave me alone. <laughs> God damn it. That's so I, I, I think we finally got the message because I got a, I got an email from um, the same person twice. And the second one was asking, like, did you get my email? I was like, yes, I work there already. <laughs> and since then, I haven't gotten any messages. <laughs> That's amazing. So I guess someone fucking realized it after I've been there for like six months. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, yeah. So that's just, that's, I, I, like I said, I was trying to coast, but I had to reopen my availability. And now since I'm like opening my availability, I'm like, well, might as well get to my plan for January, which was to get working. So I'm just trying to fill up my schedule at this point. Yeah. So. But um, since I have like a lot of autonomy over my schedule, you know, it's like um, I can do what I want for the holidays, but I'm probably still just going to be like the day after Christmas. I could probably take off, but I won't. Mm. So, you know, uh, maybe I'll not see anybody that day because probably everybody will still be hungover on vacation or something like that. So, yeah. So. So it's it's weird to have that kind of power over your own shit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But but yeah, um, I wonder how I'm gonna pull it off when I when I go to the Netherlands. So yeah, yeah. for sure, that's definitely an interesting question. Yeah, because I I'll have to I'll have to block off the week. I can't I can't uh, I can't serve the the community from. Um, uh, from afar like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Plus, plus, if you even if you tried to be on such a different fucking time schedule, it'd be fucked. Oh yeah, yeah. It'd, it'd just it'd be bad. No, not even, not even. It, technically, like lawfully, I can't. So it's like oh, not okay, even. Gotcha. It's not even a consideration at this point. But gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, considering considering you are you know working in, we'll say. Yeah, a company that does package service and reception and delivery. Yeah. yeah. Uh named Redacted. Um <laughs> I can I can understand that you want this season to be over because obviously this is I mean this, Yeah, for this, us for us the season starts like like we start talking about this season at the end of August. Yeah. You know, and then we start planning um this season probably in like September, October, and then my specific job 
really starts to pick up like in the weeks leading to Thanksgiving because we we plan two weeks in advance for for what I do. Um, so I've like I've already planned up to uh, December twenty fourth. Oh, so wow. like in my mind, the year is already fucking over, and it's only December eleventh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I I just need things to like just I just things things to chill. And then plus, you know, if the operation gets fucked up. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm an office guy now, but if the operation gets fucked up, they come and grab us and like, oh, dude, you guys gotta go out there and you gotta help us out. <laughs> so they've, I had to work out on the floor a couple times, and that's the first time I had to do that in over a year. So I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck? Oh, are you feeling stiff? <laughs> I'm feeling stiff. I'm feeling old. The <laughs> <laughs> like guy, I got, I got, I got to take like an hour to warm up. Like shit, come on, guys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I remember doing some of that shit, so, but yeah, I can, I can understand that. I, I, I just, I, I'm just, because I'm, because I've basically planned out next year, I'm like, I want next year now so we can get this rolling. <laughs> I'm ready to roll this out, motherfucker. So, you know, and <laughs> it's one of those things that it's like, I, did, I, I want it to come, but it's like, also, I kind of want my stuff fixed so I can be ready for next year. Also true. Also yeah. true. I got to find out how I'm going to edit this fucking episode because because I usually edit it on my desktop and I don't have that. So, oh, uh oh. Yeah. So I got to find, I got to find an alternative here on my, uh, my gaming laptop. So, um, but we'll talk, we'll, we'll figure that out later. <clears throat> what do I want? Um, I want all the stuff that I um, I bought for Black Friday to finish coming. Mm. So, yeah. Um, so I'm wearing one of them right now, actually. Um, so Black Label Society uh, had a sale on T-shirts, and they were like three, four dollars. Um, so I bought two Black Label T-shirts and two Zach Sabbath shirts. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I was like, hell yeah, I don't have any black... I have a Zach Wilde t-shirt. I don't have any black label shirts. So I got I got two of those, and then the, the Zach Wilde ones, you know, with the with the Sabbath logo. Um, it's the, now the second t-shirt I have that's that has the word fuck in it. So, <laughs> because on the back it says Zach fucking Sabbath. Which goes uh, along goes along with my CKY fuck you T-shirt, right, right, right. Yeah, so yeah, I got, I got, I'm picking up the swears. So, <laughs> um, there was um, there was an offer for for a sound of thunder. Like, hey, if you guys contribute to, um, if you guys contribute or have contributed to the new Kickstarter. Uh, let us know, and we have some extra stuff lying around. We'll give to you as a free gift. You just pay for shipping. Oh, so sure. I I did that. Um, what else? What else? Um, oh, um, I finally got my uh, a Trogdor the Burninator T-shirt from the from the Homestar Runner website. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, and then that was also that also came. Uh, I bought that with the expansion for their uh, board game. So one of these days, I want to sit down and actually learn how to play it because I'm pretty sure it's co-op. So oh, cool, badass! That's my yeah. favorite type. So yeah, I'm I'm in for that. 
yeah so um so i want to i gotta figure out how to how to play that but I, it's basically just a small deck of expansion cards and uh it was it was on sale so i was like hell yeah i want that so um but i was very happy for my my t-shirt so um and that's now, there's a few more things that I can't really remember, but you know, just um, minor things, just things that were. I got, I got, I got my, I got the last, probably, probably the last nuclear blast Black Friday sale I will ever purchase from because I bought everything I'm actually actually interested in. <laughs> there it so, goes. Yeah, like after over the last five six years, I bought everything I'd be interested in. So, um. And they were actually the three blues pills albums. So, oh yeah, okay, cool. Badass. Yeah, they were they were like three bucks each. So, and couldn't argue with that. Um, so yeah. Um, aside from that, I'm waiting on two Arion items um, from Discogs, um, and I'm pretty stoked for those. But yeah, that's it. Um, Sweet. Otherwise, I'm I'm ready to give my gifts for Christmas and stuff. So, so uh, rabbit hole. What are you up to? I got I got really nothing. I mean, I went. I mean, I, it would be maybe considered a rabbit hole after the show I went to, mm-hmm. um, but really nothing up aside from that. Yeah. Okay. Um, did I go down a rabbit hole? Well, aside from my my retreading on the same twelve tracks over and over, can't say. Um, I've had much. Um, maybe you can like you can consider like anything Arion related to be a rabbit hole, just because I do a lot of research every day about mm-hmm. the stuff. Yeah. So, um, that's always a rabbit hole, but nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, a little late reading. You said you've been reading lately. Uh, yeah, so I, I again, I've I've been having as busy as work has been. There's also been some downtime too. So I'm, I'm I'm instead of doom scrolling on fucking my phone, I've been trying to use that time a little bit more wisely and reading a little bit more. So mm-hmm. I've been bringing my Kindle to work, and right now I'm reading The Lord of the Rings on Kindle. So it's like my you know my annual reading of The Lord of the Rings. Um, so I got first. So I I think like if you, unless you know if you know, you know, kind of thing. The mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, of course, is, is broken out to three books. You know, The Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers, and The Return of the King. But mm-hmm. each book is also broken down into books. There's halves. Um, so I got through the first half of The Fellowship of the Ring. Um, of course, the, the, the first half ends right before uh, Frodo gets to the Council of Elrond and Rivendell. So I, I'm up to the point right now where they're preparing to leave Rivendell to go bring the ring to, to Mount Doom. And the one thing I love about rereading the stories is is like filling in a lot of the characters that were cut out from the Lord of the Rings movies, mm-hmm. um, and having them back into their proper place, and the the timeline being a little bit more uh, flushed out because like it, in the movie everything is immediate, everything seems to happen immediately, which is fine because like you need to have that kind of pacing for a, a movie that's already three hours long. But to have the actual story flushed out the way it's, it was intended to be, like, you know, between uh, Bilbo leaving the Shire and Frodo actually venturing out, 
to the to on his journey is 17 years from the party to the point where Frodo actually leaves the Shire is 17 years. Um, but they make it happen like within like a few weeks after Bilbo leaves, um, and things like that. Like they they're in Rivendell for a few months before they even venture out with the ring because they have to do a bunch of scouting and but try to figure out where where the enemy is and stuff like that. Like to have all that stuff fully fleshed out and all the details back in place is it's it's great when I reread these sorts of things. So I love it. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Um, anything else you've read? Uh, really, that's about it. Um, you know, <coughs> I I love reading trivia on movies when I watch them from IMDb and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course I've been doing a lot about that because we've watched a couple of new newer movies to us. Um, in the past couple of days this week. And we also started another show um, this week that we'll talk about in just a second. Okay. All right. So I haven't, I haven't read very much. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of finding the prints to be a little bit, you know, kind of rough to get through. So I was going to change things up and start reading this book, start your own record label, start mm-hmm. running your own record label, just, you know, because I, I have that interest in those kind of things. Um, but I haven't started reading that yet. Um, went to Goodwill, bought a book on procrastination. Guess what? I'm going to read it later. <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy it just for that joke? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. No, no, I, I, it's, it's, it's a, I buy, I buy books related to that kind of shit all the time as far as like yeah, little, yeah, little yeah. things, but you know, procrastination, I'm a, I'm a notorious procrastinator, which I'll tell you more about later. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> manana, manana. Yeah, um, but, um, to add to my pile, um, what I got, a I got a, my my Christmas gifts from from Andrew early. Oh, cool! And one of the gifts he gave me was the new book from Rob Halford, Biblical. Nice. Yes. So I have that now. I don't have the his other book yet. Um. So I'm wondering if I should read them in order, or if this is just going to be separate enough that it's fine to read it on its own. So, but either way, I have the book now, which is badass. So, um, but. We'll see what I end up reading soon because, again, like I, I, I'm starting to run out of things to to do that are, are like trade check related, and if I'm not working, then I might as well just be reading. Yeah, so. that's that's the kind of that's the kind of thing I'm trying to go for too. Is like again, try to, to doom scroll less, read actual yeah. books more. Yeah. So, so that's happening. Um, now, uh, anyway. Since that is pretty much that, what about uh, for your viewing pleasure? So the this week, Brandy and I went on a quick kick uh, of A twenty four movies. It's a movie studio. Have you heard of A twenty four? I'm sure you have. The movie um, studio. Just just go on, and maybe I'll hear about it. All right. Well, they're 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 more of like an independent vibe. They do a lot of like very original stories. They don't have like stuff that's like considered like franchises they're not doing stuff that are like like most of the stuff like i said are original stories they're not even doing stuff that are based on books for the most part mm-hmm. they're really there's i think they're they're known um again for more independent stuff but they're like, like with a, almost a specific thing on on horror um mm-hmm. so we watched midsummer 
uh, this past week. And that was like the star making movie for uh, Florence Pugh. And the reason we watched that is because um, they did it on Dune Pod because Florence Pugh is going to play Princess Irulan in the new Dune movie when that comes mm-hmm. out. So, you know, it's a whole thing. Um, plus, I've also heard that Midsummer was a really good movie. Um, and it really is. It's a disturbing ass movie. It's fucked up. It's great. I loved it so much. <laughs> oh, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> fucked up. It's great. But, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it like there there was a lot of there was a lot of parts on it in it that were just like like of course it's like it's kind of like very surreal um cuz of like it's very like it follows like uh like kind of like a culty thing in Sweden uh that that's just so bonkers that it's probably not even like remotely real but some of the other th- things that happen in it are, are very real like um the the main character is played by Florence Pugh. Her, her family dies in like a murder suicide thing, and she's dealing with her grief. She's also like in a really toxic relationship with this guy who doesn't want to be in the relationship, and now he feels guilty for breaking because he wants to break up with her, but he feels he can't break up with her because her family just died, and he's gaslighting her all the time, and it's just like, oh my fucking god, this guy's such an asshole. Um, and then they go to this this uh, this midsummer festival in Sweden. For this guy's uh this guy's home home uh land like one of their one of their friends and all this shit just goes down and it's it's a wonderful disturbing story it's great <laughs> it, was, it was so much fun to, to watch mm-hmm. um uh the same the same studio this year released uh the movie men um which was also quite creepy and and um very and, and kind of scary uh, and also very kind of realistic because it it really does um, it really like the character like the main character is like kind of like haunted by her husband's um, like accidental slash purposeful death like she's not sure if it was an accident or if he actually committed suicide they were about to get divorced and then he died then um, she goes to like to kind of deal with her grief in a fucking in some kind of like village in in, uh, in England. And she's like haunted by like this these men who like kind of represent like all the toxic traits of men in general, and she's just being like stalked by this. It, it's a it's a pretty wild movie, um, and it was good. I enjoyed that one too. But we like we had we had a, a little little horror kick here in the house um, this past week, um, and then that's this week we also started watching the show Fleabag. Have you heard about that one? No. Uh, it's a really like it's really fucking funny uh i can't like her name i think her the actress's name is like phoebe waller bridge is or something like that um but it's based on her she did like i think she did like a a play called fleabag and Mm -hmm. she based the show based on her play um and it's really funny it's too short though like the episodes are like 23 minutes long and the seasons are only six episodes and there's only two seasons, and that's it. It's the entire show. We finished season one yesterday, of course, in like three hours. Um, but again, it's hilariously funny. It's so ridiculous. Mm. She's brilliant. Um, she's got a really good supporting cast on the show. Like, I'm definitely late to this show because I I've been seeing memes about it for like a couple of years now. So I'm mm. just catching up to all the all the the jokes and stuff like that. So, but that's been a pleasure to watch. I and. Speaking of reading, and I was talking about the IMDb trivia, like reading up on the show Fleabag, particularly the main character and what else she's what else she's done. She also wrote, I think, the screenplay for the last James Bond movie, 
as well as the, she was the, uh, the, I think the creator of that show Killing Eve that was on TV for a while too. So mm-hmm. she's, she's very, um, she's very involved in a lot of things. She's very talented and she's also going to be the new Indiana Jones movie coming out soon. So that's going to be cool. Uh, very cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. 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 Um, anything else you've been watching? Uh, not really. Um, Oh, did I, did we talk about Wednesday last time we we had recorded the TV no, show we Wednesday? Did not. We did oh, not. okay. So uh, Netflix released Wednesday, which is uh, follows Wednesday Adams uh, of the Adams Family um, franchise. Um, directed four episodes were directed by Tim Burton. He also executive produced it, and the whole series has a very Tim Burtony vibe, mm-hmm. uh, which is very cool because it actually seems a little bit more um, less like CGI. Um, driven and more character driven mm-hmm. than like than some of his like latter day stuff, but this goes back to the vibe of like you know some Beetlejuice vibes, some like you know Tim Burton Batman nineteen eighty nine vibes, you mm-hmm. know a little bit more practical in the things that they do. Um, I really did like it. I liked it a lot. Like it's receiving a lot of love on Netflix. Um, I think it's uh, I think it was a lot of fun. It felt like a goth Nancy Drew story that takes place in hogwarts usa because it's like a boarding hmm. school um you know they don't they don't make any um like a lot of the characters are all they're all supernatural natural characters in this particular school so like there's werewolves hmm. there's like vampires there's like they i think they're called gorgons which is the ones like medusa with the snakes hmm. on the head that turn people to stones yeah um and like it was just a really fun fun TV show. Jenna Ortega does a great job being Wednesday. She's very deadpan. Christina Ricci's in it as well. Um, you know, playing one of the teachers at the school. Um, uh, Gwendolyn Christie, who's played uh, Brianna Tarth in the Game of Thrones series. She's in it as the principal. Morticia Adams is played by uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Gomez is played by uh, Louis Guzman. Um, yeah. So they so it's more uh, comic accurate to the actual appearance of, of Gomez instead of the suave Raul Julia character. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred Armisen plays uh, Uncle Fester for an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun, fun TV show. Like, it's, it's, it's delight, delightfully predictable, but it, for all these other shows that have, are really concentrating on trying to trick the audience, to have something that's so, like, plain is like, kind of refreshing mm-hmm. and almost nostalgic, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that was a that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Oh, I also watched the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas epi- uh, Christmas special <laughs> with the uh-huh. kids, and that was just fun too. Because you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, uh, I've seen both of them. Yeah. Okay, so like the whole thing about where because Peter Quill is only on Earth for the '80s, so he doesn't know anything. That he still thinks that like Footloose is the greatest movie ever, and you know Kevin Bacon like saves the world through dance. So yeah. Uh, so Mantis and Drax want to get um, Peter a, a really special Christmas gift. So they, they go and kidnap Kevin Bacon. That, <laughs> like, that I knew about. And they bring him. To, oh, it's, it's so fucking funny. It's so funny. Um, yeah. Kevin, Kevin Bacon sings a song about Christmas on it. And it's just a really delightful romp. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they they're using this, of course, as a stepstone to the next uh, to the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie because, like, the main reason this is happening is that uh, Mantis reveals that she is Peter Quill's uh, half sister because she shares a father with with him, 
Um, yeah. So she wanted to do this as a special Christmas thing, but I think that's just leading into what's going to happen into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three when that comes out. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, but that was just another fun thing that I watched in the last two weeks. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I do want to see that, but I also need to catch up on like everything Marvel in general. So, <laughs> um, even though I'm all I'm hearing is like stuff about the the future and it's like all these like somewhat spoilers for it and everything. So, whatever. Yeah, if- I've been hearing that the, like the last couple of movies have just been really just not really movies themselves as more of like vehicles for the next part of the, of the franchise, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, that's, I'm, I'm fine with that. So yeah. Like I, I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not like a, a movie snob. I'll watch whatever. So as long yeah. as it entertains me and the kids love it, I'm good. Like for example, we're fucking, I got tickets to go see avatar two next week. You know, we're gonna be sitting in the theater for three and a half hours watching fucking blue people. So, yeah, blue people. Um, okay. So, what have I done? Um, so, not much as per usual. Uh, <laughs> I f- I finished I finished up my rewatch of Letter Kenny uh, season <clears throat> stopped at season ten. They just released the trailer for season tw- uh, eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to come out sometime soon. They usually release them in in December anyway, um, but that'll come. And um, so last night I was I, I spent some time with Lindsay, and you know she wanted to watch a movie, um, and I opted instead for documentary, which she's always all about. And we picked Trainwreck, the documentary about Woodstock '99. Oh shit! Yeah. Now. So I'm watching this and I know I know about I know superficial things about Woodstock 99. I know it was it was awful essentially. Um I watched the first episode and I was like thus far nothing has surprised me. Like this is all kind of stuff I figured or knew. When they get to day 2 and they start talking about more the conditions and everything else, it's like uh-huh. wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, um, let let me let me go through a few things. Um, first off, it was on it was not on a field after Woodstock '94 and all the mud and everything like that. It was not on a field. It was on the tarmac. It was in like a, a decommissioned Air Force base. So a lot of concrete. Not not much. Yeah. Not much otherwise. Um. So a lot of concrete, which you know, obviously generates you know retains and generates more heat um not much not much shade provided um people they showed footage of people like hiding in every ounce of shade. remember when we went to ozfest and like yes. every inch of shade was filled okay yes. imagine that but with with infinitely more people trying I to find that. shade anywhere and it was like you know it started off at 90 degrees and got hotter from there um so people are getting you know dehydrated people are getting um people are getting hurt and sick uh heat stroke um water started off at four dollars a bottle again this is this is 24 years ago where you know we still thought that was pretty bad but that's like you know it's gone up since then, but you know, not not by a significant amount. But again, starting off at four dollars, by the second day it was up to twelve dollars. Oh my god! Uh, what? Yeah, and so they had they had public drinking water, which was apparently contaminated with feces. 
Oh, um, I mean, considering considering what the what the public uh, like the porta potty situation was, yeah, I can imagine for sure. Well, part of that was at least by uh, probably towards the end of the second day, toward into the third day for sure. People were sliding through water puddles that were literally dripping off the porta potties. They didn't yeah. realize that the mud that was on them was literally shit water. Yeah. The security was underprepared. They didn't. They they basically they like it was all about it was all about budgeting. The guy like when you watch it, the two guys behind it are so like their their heads are so in their asses about things. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, and and of course, like at the end, you have the the promoter, the 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 one who supplies the money. Basically, being basically with the the boomer mentality, I was like, "Oh, these are all kids who are afraid of getting a real job someday and growing up." And it's like, dude, you fucked them all over by giving them the worst possible circumstance. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and and so you pissed off a lot of people, and you know, they talk about the the first night going off somewhat somewhat well um but ending with corn and with corn playing uh sorry sorry they 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 had corn play uh second to last and with corn playing they realize what could be because corn obviously there's 1999 this is just around issues um they're already huge yeah um and they got the crowd moving like just in waves and it was it's it was insane to watch but they started to they started to get an idea like okay this might be a problem at some point huh, at, at some last, point come on uh, yeah the, the last the last uh band of the night was bush and they actually interviewed uh, gavin rosdale uh in this thing and he's like talking about how he was like scared because he he saw like he saw things that were going on and everything. And he's like, how do, well, A, how do we follow that? And B, it's like, this is a very dangerous situation. We want to kind of calm this down. And they managed to get the audience fairly calm. And day day one kind of goes out without significant amount of, of incidents. Day two, everything just falls apart. Yeah, I mean, I think day two is when Limbiscuit played. Limbiscuit played, um, and they started to really break stuff, um, you know, especially during the song. And yeah, he it was a lot of crowd rousing and everything like that. Um, but it just it it started to be bad news, um, <coughs> and it just it just progressed from there the, the conditions got worse people were getting people were getting sick by the by the tens of hundreds um they a lot of people started leaving on the second day because you know they 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 couldn't deal with it anymore it wasn't worth it anymore um day 3 was when um things just hit their 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 break point basically um last band to play was the red hot chili peppers i had always thought that the candle idea was their idea it's not 
Yeah. It was the it was the idea of the guy who created Woodstock, who was running was partially running this show. The original mm-hmm. Woodstock was set up by this guy, and he's so obnoxiously oblivious to having done anything wrong in this situation. Yeah. But he thought handing out a hundred thousand candles was a smart idea. And halfway through the chili pepper set, something goes on fire. <laughs> so they stop their set and they say, <laughs> we have to get a fire truck out there. We have to put it out before we can continue on. Nobody, nobody listens. Nobody does anything. Um, they ask Anthony Keyes to go out there and do something. He's like, dude, they're not going to listen to me. Like, he even knew. But what what started what started more fires was they came out for their encore, Chili Peppers, and they played Jimi Hendrix's song, Fire. <laughs> Jesus, guys, come on. And it started off more fires. So, Read the room. So that 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 happened, and because there was there was like this build up to something special um, after the Chili Peppers, people thought there was going to be uh, another band or something like that. That I'm pretty sure that this candlelight vigil thing was supposed to be the big ending for them, and everyone thought it was going to be another band because there was so much speculation about like who. Um, so like Guns N' Roses or Prince or something like that, just coming out and playing this final set. Nobody. So people got people got mad, and they tore everything apart. Uh-huh, yeah. And all the footage of it is insane, because they, they got a lot of on-site footage from after the last... After the last uh, band played, after Chili Peppers got off the stage and finished their thing and everyone's supposed to be leaving, all the rioting started. Mm-hmm. And they show you a lot of on-field footage of it. It's ridiculous. Oof. So it's, it's when, you, when you watch it, it's like as it goes on, you're like, oh my god. Oh my god, how are you this fucking stupid? Mm. Oh. And then... Yeah, it was just, it was so bad. It was, like, how could you fool yourself that badly? And, you know, you can't even, Yeah, I mean, you can't even say, like, festivals don't get like that because, uh, you can't even say that festivals get like that. No, they don't. Yeah. They, they are, especially nowadays, they are... They are well. They're well, well done. You know, I you, you've never heard about a bad year, a uh, 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 newsworthy year at Vakin, yeah, or anything like that. I was gonna say we can't say that festivals don't get like that because considering what happened with the Fire Festival, that was a shit show as well. Oh yeah, but but that, was, that, that was that was a shit show. For, that was a shit show for the beginning. That wasn't like you know, um, that was never gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, that was that was never going to happen, of course. But um, also, you know, like the 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 to- total for the show that apparently some people paid was like 150 as far as getting in. I'm like, you know, it's not, it's not 
awful, but it's you know a three day festival. It's you know it's it's still pretty pricey, but um, you know a lot of them, a lot of the people who went were either teens or or college age men, and you know a lot of it was that that male testosterone bullshit yeah. at, that you know it's like dudes being macho, show me your tits and all that kind of stuff. It was that atmosphere. It's like. <sighs> And it just uh, like watch it, and it's 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 really sickening. It's, it yeah. really is, and and make makes you makes you hate a lot of things. Um, <laughs> sure, it certainly does. Like uh, and again, like I said, the the two guys who who were at the very head of things to this day, well, except for when they filmed the interview, because because the. The Woodstock creator guy died um, shortly after the interview, um, but to the day of filming, they believed that there was nothing wrong with anything they did, and it was the fault of all these angry young kids and shit. And it's like you created circumstances that are going to piss anybody off. You treated them like animals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't pull off worse. So. Uh, that, like 250,000 people, that could have been just far, far worse. I mean, people got sick and hurt, but, you know, we uh, we could have had significant amounts of deaths. Um, and, like, there was already enough property destruction. That, yeah, that's, sure. that's to be told. But, like, you know, if you had a significant portion of that audience die because they got engulfed in a fire like you are dead in the water. <laughs> simply, simply put, you already got enough flack going on because uh, after after the event, a lot of allegations started coming in of sexual assault and rape. Yeah, so sure. you're already, already in hot water for that. And yeah, it's bad. It was just awful. So we decided to lighten things up. And watch the killing joke. <laughs> we watched, we watched the killing joke with Batman. So yeah, that's a good way to lighten things up. Watching Batgirl get shot in the stomach and and lose the feeling in her legs, uh, which went in in the canon of uh, the comic book. She becomes the Oracle. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, always 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 great to follow things up positively. Yeah. Um, but. Loved. I, I enjoyed it because it was it's it's the original two voice actors that you want as Batman and Joker. Of course, mm, it's Kevin course. Conroy and it's Mark Hamill, <laughs> and 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 great, great performances from them. Of course, it deviates apparently deviates from the comic book, uh, the graphic novel, which I intend to buy at some point um and actually read for myself but uh, so it does deviate from that a little bit but it does follow a lot of a lot of particular details sometimes leaves the end ambiguous which i don't know if you've ever read the killing joke i was trying to think if i if i had read the killing joke i'm pretty sure i led i read the long halloween the long halloween is a good one but i'm not sure about the killing joke the killing joke. Um, <clears throat> so the thing about the thing about it is the ambiguity at the end. Um, so they um, Batman and and Batman and Joker reach a standoff, basically. Um, and the whole the whole message was that Gordon said, "Bring Joker in by the books." 
basically mm-hmm. you, you you just do it do it the correct him. way yeah. he, obviously he wouldn't kill him anyway but like you know basically keep it up to standard don't go don't do what he does mm-hmm. and so they reach a standoff where Batman tries to basically help him and try to rehabilitate him because he's because he kind of they kind of have a mutual understanding of each other at the end of it. Like you've 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 been hurt before. I've been hurt before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And <clears throat> Joker starts to tell a joke, starts laughing. Batman starts to laugh, walks up to him, grabs his lapel and the camera pans away and all you hear is Batman laughing and Joker stop laughing. Hmm. So it's like ambiguous, like what just happened? Right. And and it keeps that ending. And I was like, okay, cool. I like that because that's, that was the whole point. I think, I think in the, in the way it's shown in the comic, um, it's reflection in the rain puddles. Uh, uh, they just show, Batman continuing to laugh and mm. Joker just standing there. And I don't know. I don't remember if he looks like he's draped or anything like that or he's hanging or something, but um, yeah, it, it, it was, I, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but you know, it was, it was um, not, not one of the better ones. I think there's, there's a few other ones that are probably a lot better. Uh, but great performances from Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, and Tara Strong, of course. So, um, so it was good. Cool. So, light, uh, so I lighten the mood like that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I'm still, I'm still trying to watch um, the Black Label Society DVD, and I still have to watch the first movie I intend to review, which is going to happen once I get my desktop back. So, and um, that is currently it. Um, I don't think I'm watching anything today because uh, Lindsay's going out, so I will just be writing for half the day. I'm I'm more than likely probably gonna end up finishing a good portion of season two of Fleabag tonight. So yeah, yeah. So, but man, that Woodstock '99 documentary—you gotta. gotta I've I've been I've been hearing a lot about it, especially because I think um I think it was either I think it was last year I was listening to Jericho's podcast, and on his podcast he had had um like the head of security from that Mm -hmm. from the Woodstock '99 show on, and also um a a radio host that was there trying to uh to like you know be part of the radio show that was going on at Woodstock and like their experiences and what was going on there so it was a very interesting listen to hear from like an insider's perspective and not like the documentary perspective but they're also referring to the documentary as well so mm-hmm. that was a good episode of, of jericho so yeah cool cool all right um i think that's it for for your viewing pleasure next up uh you get to talk about a show all right so <clears throat> this past tuesday we had talked about um, Elton John being the last show of the year. We're taking things easy and blah, 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 blah. Well, that, of course, didn't fucking happen because of this particular show. You shared it with me on, the, on, our, on our group chat. And it was a, just a, a can't-miss show. This is like, like <laughs> bucket list bands. Like, when are they ever going to come to, to, the, to the States again that I'm going to be able to catch them at a, on, a, on a random Tuesday night in fucking December? 
Um, so the, I, go ahead. I just, I just want to say real quick, it's it's really funny because it's like it's like if I can't have December off, you can't have December <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Is that's how it worked. Um, so like I, I'm I'm a I follow a very strong philosophy of like I try not to do anything on a school night as I call them. So pretty much like <clears throat> Sunday through Thursday, I try not to do anything because like you know I have to go to bed, I have to go to work, I have to wake up early to train all this other shit, but this show, I just couldn't pass up. So the show was at come and take it live in Austin. Great venue, by the way, I was very impressed um, yeah. with the, with the layout. Uh, it was a lot of fun to go to. We were able to park in the parking lot. So we didn't have to worry about parking. Yep. Um, so we stayed on the second floor and we were able to get, we got there early enough. They were able to get seats at the tables that are there. So we were able to sit down for the whole show, which is great. Okay. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was very cool. And we were dead center on the stage. We saw everything, like not a problem. Um, so the, the bill was Oceans of Slumber opening up, followed by Cellar Darling, followed by The Ocean, followed by Sewing, and headlined by Catatonia. Like, this is like five bands at a show like this. This is almost like a fucking festival. The amount of bands, not like pretty big name bands were at the show. And the funny thing about it is that I think there were two separate tours happening that converged on this one venue. Cause one I think thing, real quick. Yeah. Uh, it's the ocean collective, I think, or is the ocean, they're, the ocean. They, no, this... they, it's they're the same. They're the oh, same. they are. Okay. They I are never knew. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. So the, the ocean collective is like the full band name, mm-hmm. but they also refer to themselves as the ocean. Okay, I had no yeah. idea. So that yeah, I, I was very, I was very confused by that as well. Like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. uh, but I think I think the the band the ocean. I think in certain other countries, there's other bands called the ocean. So they have the ocean collective as like their secondary name or something like that. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, kind of like how Ghost was going going as Ghost BC for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or him, him being called her and so on, so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the show opened up with Oceans of Slumber, and there are they are typically a six piece metal band, but on this particular tour, they stripped everything down to bass, guitar, keyboards. I mean, I'm sorry, bass, keyboards, vocals, um, which was very interesting. I and I think is I did not realize that going in, like, I only learned that after the fact because I thought mm-hmm. this is like you know, it was like a special situation because there are so many bands that they needed to strip down. For, for space reasons because of this because like the constraints of the stage uh, but no they um this was a thing that they've been doing on this whole tour um and it was they were excellent like i mean i prefer i would love to see them as a full band but what they were able to do to strip down their songs to just keyboards um <laughs> bass and, and vocals was really really good mm-hmm. um very very good um so next up was seller darling and I felt the the unfortunate thing is that I don't think the sound was very good for them. Like the the drums were way too loud, and you barely heard the vocalist, mm-hmm. uh, which is the which was the selling point of the band. The, like the band really is known for their vocalist and like the some of their uh, folky instrumentations because they do like a hurdy gurdy, they do flute, they do some strings and stuff like that. The so I think the the sound mix in general kind of hurt them, but I also feel that they're hurt by the fact that um, I think their live sound is too thin. I think they can stand to have like a second guitarist and a backing vocalist mm-hmm. uh, because I felt the vocals were a little too thin with just the, the vocalist herself. I think she needed some, some backup. Um, so 
like recorded wise they're great but live i i felt a little wanting a little bit mm-hmm. but then wow. the then the ocean hit the stage and they i've been listening to them probably since oh man a while i've been listening to them for a while since their album the palagial came out um and i've been just obsessed with that album i've been trying to follow up with them ever since um they are a wonderful great live band they are so good their their music is incredibly tight the vocalists they have i think i think at least four of the members i think there's a it's a five to six member band and at least four of them sing so uh, the drummer was doing backup vocals i think one of the guitarists and the bass was doing backup vocals it was vocalists everywhere um they were great they were they were the highlight of the show for me to tell you the truth they were the best part of the whole show they were the third band that played out of five, which was crazy. Um, someone followed them up, and someone is um, they're they're like a a Swedish like supergroup that they they call them. Uh, it was formed by the former drummer of um, Opeth, so that that was pretty cool. They're 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 um, they're more of a rock band than a progressive band, mm-hmm. which I felt a majority of the bands on the bill were more progressive. Uh, they're more of a straight up rock band. Um, Mm-hmm. They're they're pretty good. Um, I'd probably have to. I I think I'd probably prefer to listen to them on 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 record than than watch them play live. They felt the the little. I felt a little bored by their like stage presence and stuff like that. Uh, but the music mm-hmm. was good. So um, there was that. But then Catatonia took the stage and they played a twenty song set, um, straight through pretty much like very little stage banter, um, and it was in incredible they played two new singles from the new album that's coming out in january they played a bunch of stuff that i'm familiar with from like dead end kings old heart fails and city burials um yeah they 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 put on a fantastic show they sound amazing Jonas, the singer sounds a fucking amazing live um just in general it was a great show like the vibe of the show was great it was very chill um, no dickheads running around. Um, Austin is a great place to see a show. That venue was great. Um, the I didn't get a chance to see to like to chat with them, but like I saw some members of the bands as they as they finished their set, they were coming into the crowd and hanging out. Like the singer from Oceans of Slumber was up on the second floor, hanging out with some people. Some of the band, some of the band members from Sewing were in the crowd. It was it was just a, a good vibe, very chill, very chill vibe for the whole show. So that was great to see. Um, yeah, I would definitely go. I would definitely go to see a show at Come and Take It Live again, but just not during the week because I'm used to shows ending at eleven o'clock. This show didn't end until twelve thirty, and Ooh. then I had to drive back, which is an hour away, so I didn't get home until like one thirty, and then I had to wake up for work the next morning. And I'm too old for this shit now, so hmm. <laughs> it, it was it was a brutal Wednesday morning. I'll tell you that. I'd imagine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I don't think I've been to a show at Come and Take It Live that late before, honestly. Yeah. Um, I was surprised. The uh the fact that you got seats on the second floor, that's pretty badass. Yeah, so, it was great. It was it was yeah, perfect. Cause, Cause that shit usually fills up fast. Yeah, yeah, we were lucky. And the thing is like even yeah. the second floor never really filled up that much. Like the first floor was fucking packed. Yeah. The first floor was packed. The second floor wasn't as packed. I mean, it was kind of crowded, but it wasn't like, you know, standing room only. Like it was, it felt, everything felt comfortable. It felt very comfortable. 
that's part of the thing about the about the second floor is that like it basically supplies another bar. Uh, yes. So another place to go. But like once people line up at the edge, there's no reason for anybody else to be up there, especially during a set. So well, the thing is, what the what another a cool thing that they had going on is they had two TVs going on up at the bar. One mm-hmm. TV had Sports Center on. The other TV was a camera showing the show from the stage. Yeah, which was cool. So that, like if you're just sitting at the bar, you can hear the music and you can watch the show on the TV, which I thought mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Yeah. So like if you get there too late or if you're not if you're not vibing with one of the bands on stage, you can still watch the show, mm-hmm. but you don't have to be up front. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and and downstairs is kind of the same deal. Behind the uh, behind the bar, there is a pretty big TV that has oh, the, cool. the show. Um, <clears throat> the um, the I, I, I'm I'm glad you didn't have to you didn't uh, go for the downstairs experience because, <clears throat> like I said, um, there are some low ceilings there. Um, and mm, yeah, you yeah. being you being as tall as you were, if you stood near the bar as opposed to out in the open, then you would not be able to see anything because you'd be you would the the stage would be blocked by the the lower yeah. tier. So um, yeah, I so think it's, it's, it's probably where they had the uh, they I think they had the the merch table set up back there, so you really couldn't hang out back there. In the very back, you know what I mean. Yeah, the very behind back the is it, the very back behind them. Sound is where where merch goes for. Oh, okay, for gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and that's and I, I I love that spot. You know, it's just a very cool spot because it's always like once the band start playing, that space is empty, and you can just yeah, you can just stand there, hang around. You're hanging out behind the soundboard. You can look at all the merch and everything. It calms down, so if you want merch, you can go do it. Um, and that's, and that's usually pretty cool. So, um, and their upside is that bathrooms on both floors. Yes. Big fucking plus for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely has a win there. Cause there have been times where like, I'll be downstairs and I'm like, I don't feel like fighting a crowd. I'm going upstairs to piss. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, 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 not fighting that shit. Yeah, and, uh, it, and it was good, too, because, like, everything was very, um, very efficient. Like, mm-hmm. doors open at 6, Ocean Slumbers at 6.30. And then the band transitions after that very quick. Oh, very yeah. Very fast. Yeah, they are very good at that. Yeah, they, 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 it was a well-oiled machine. Like, it was impressive. Yeah, the, for, menu, especially the menu for, is great for that. Especially for a small place like that, sometimes you, you just you just experience like some some pretty shitty sound guy or like some just shitty shit happening while you're there. But they were fucking they were efficient. Yeah. the The cool thing, uh, one of my favorite things about that, and you mentioned it earlier, is the parking aspect of it. It's so yes. easy to park there, especially yes. if you get there early. You can park right up front. Yeah, we parked behind the venue, um, oh. but like it was it was so great. It was just great. Because, like, I was worried because, again, it's a Tuesday night. It's Austin. Holiday season. We're, we have to drive up from San Antonio. Like, I was I was expecting traffic and stuff like that. Breeze all the way up. Breeze. Very nice. Yeah. And yeah. then, of course, the drive home was simple. Oh, man. It was, it was all in all, like, it was a great experience. I just wish it didn't happen as late. Yeah, like, I got gotcha. you. That is, like, the most minor of inconveniences compared to what could have possibly been a really shitty day. <laughs> Yeah, I think part of the problem also with that, it's not with the venue, it's it's with the way things are booked is like because um, 
because it's kind of a smaller venue or kind of a smaller city comparatively, maybe. Um, a lot of times the come and take it live shows are on weekdays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, th- I think most of the times that I've gone have all been weekdays. Yeah. So, um, but like the, the, the bigger places, Houston, San Antonio, well, San Antonio is arguable. Um, but they get, they get, Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays or something like that. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, like we were lucky for the Elton John show to be on a Saturday because if you had to deal with that on a fucking weekday, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no, thank you. I'm I'm thinking that the my first show of next year is going to be um, the the Anthrax Black Label show. So I might be joining you for that one. Yeah. So I gotta we gotta we're we're gonna. Like I I don't even want to pursue tickets yet. Um, you know, we'll probably do that later because again, it's not a matter of uh, who gives a shit about where we sit for it. it yeah, it doesn't matter. Actually, technically, I think it's a it's got a lawn thing. I'm fine with the fucking lawn. Yeah, so, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. So yeah, because uh, that's on a Friday that one, right? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's a Friday. I don't have the kids, so it's like perfect. Yeah. So yeah, that'll that'll probably be something we do. Um, but that'll probably be the first show of next year that I go to that isn't a local show. Word. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, anything more to say about the show? Uh, just in general, it was great. I mean, if I was to, to rank the bands, like if I was to go from like best to worst, it'd probably be, like I said, The Ocean, Catatonia, Ocean's a Slumber, Soin, and then Cellar Drawing. And Cellar Drawing, I feel, was only because they got done dirty and mm. uh, by the sound. <clears throat> so, gotcha. Again, okay. Again, really great show a lot like it wasn't one of those shows where like oh i don't want to see the opening act i really don't care i want to see all five of these bands and yeah. it was well worth it and i think i i don't know if i finished saying my thought earlier but like i think it's, it was like two show like two tours that came together and converged on this one venue because i think oceans of slumber said that the, they are on tour with Soin right now and i think Katie tony's tour is something separate because i knew they were coming to town but I didn't realize like they were coming to town with that big group, and I don't think that's the actual tour. I think that's two tours put together. That'd be cool. Yes, yeah. that's, that's that's pretty sweet. Yeah, so. like it maybe maybe it was a situation of being double booked. They're like, you know what? Let's all just fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> or or just you know they happen to coincide with each other, and you gotta love when a plan comes together. For sure, so, for sure, absolutely. So, so yeah, that, that that may have just been. A good coincidence like hey you're here i'm here let's do it so <clears throat> okay but um i haven't seen a show i've stuck to my my guns so <laughs> <laughs> bastard you haven't you haven't it, given me it, anything enticing enough <laughs> it's 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 so funny because like it was uh it was one of those things where like you sent us the things like oh yeah we're, we're down for that and and you were immediately like oh i'm not going <laughs> like, yeah. this is for you guys <laughs> like fuck yeah. you man yeah i was like hey check out this show i can't go because you know uh i need permission but yeah just just you know just just drop this here and leave <laughs> yeah yeah so I'm, I'm looking at some of the, the tour posters right now and like this one for uh catatonia oh my gosh takes me right to the blabbermouth thing that's funny um mm. let's see yeah, so it's Catatonia, the Ocean, and Cellar Darling are on tour. And then I think it's Soin and um, Ocean of Slumber on their own tour. 
and that's where they all they all hooked up at uh come and take it live okay yeah that yeah. sounds about right cool so pretty, all right pretty sweet thing pretty sweet thing excellent and I, I i can guarantee i will not do that to you again <laughs> not at least not this year not oh come on dude there's only like there's only 20 days left if you did it within 20 days i'd fucking kick your ass well you, i don't i haven't heard of any any really awesome amazing tour coming our way in the next 20 days so yeah so yeah I'll, I'll, I'm cutting you a break. <laughs> Gee, thanks. I'll let the season fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. So let's close out our show with uh, heavy metal in the charts. All right. So we are full on in holiday season here. So heavy metal in the charts might be a, a stretch. Okay. Yeah. So let's just go with we're going to be looking at the charts we're going to do our normal follow up on Miss Taylor Swift our 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 you know collective choice for pop queen for the shred shack mm-hmm. um and we're going to do christmas albums yep. <laughs> all right so let's just get right into it top 5 number 1 is miss taylor swift at with midnights which is her first album in the top 200 for us number 2 is her loss by drake and 21 savage number 3 is unvarano sinti with that uh from bad bunny number four is michael buble and his christmas album number four and number five is it's only me by little baby and now we get into it all right so like i said we're we're counting taylor swift albums and and christmas albums here we're not going to count christmas albums because that's just gonna be way too many but oh yeah number eight (laughs) the christmas song by nat king cole number 10 Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack by Vince Guaraldi Trio. Number 11 is Mariah Carey's Merry Christmas. Number 13 is a Christmas gift for you from Phil Spector by various artists. Number 14, Christmas classics from Bing Crosby. Wait. Uh, Number 15 is Folklore by Miss Taylor Swift. That's her second album in the top 200. We got 16 is Thriller, Michael Jackson. Elton John's Diamonds is at number 17. We got wow. the make what's that? Oh yeah. I'm yeah. saying wow, that's 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 high for, for random reasons. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it was at eleven last week, so it, it's on a little bit of a down, but it got all the way up into close to the top ten, which is interesting. Yeah. Very Yeah, wow. Um Ultimate Christmas by Frank Sinatra is at eighteen, the best of Pentatonics Christmas Christmas by the Pentatonics at nineteen. Rumors by Fleetwood Mac at number 20. The Andy Williams Christmas album by Andy Williams is at 21. And Red, Taylor's version, is at number 22. That is her third album in the top 200. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is at 24. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree is at 25. Lover by Miss Taylor Swift is at number 29. That is her fourth album. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is at number 30. Greatest Hits by Queen is at number 32. Ooh, a new live album from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. New live album of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Live at the Fillmore in 1997. Debut is at number 35. Ooh. Right? Nice. And nice. Evermore. Evermore by Miss Taylor Swift is at number 36. That is her fifth album in the top 200. Wrapped in Red by Kelly Clarkson, which I, I'm pretty sure is a Christmas album, is at number 30. Nine. 
Oh, yeah, that's definitely a Christmas album. Okay, this is going to be interesting coming up. The classic Christmas album by Elvis Presley is at number 42. Mm-hmm. A re-entry at number 45 is Wish by The Cure. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. That was, <laughs> you you, you want to know why? Yes, please. Yeah, indulge me here. Because because I asked um I asked Sean what he wanted for Christmas. It was that album. So I bought it for him. So it ended up on the charts. Nice. <laughs> they gave it extra credits because it was an actual physical copy. Yep. <laughs> yep. It was a deluxe copy, so they gave it oh, twice shit. as many. <laughs> there it is. All right. At number 50 is Bing Crosby White Christmas. Um, at number 51 is 1989 by Miss Taylor Swift. That's her sixth album in the charts. Uh, a new family Christmas. It's called A Family Christmas by Matteo Andrea and Virginia Bocellia. Bocelli? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at 53 debut. New album from them. Family Christmas. The Dean Martin Christmas album is at number 58. Okay, now we're doing a little bit more scrolling up. Fearless Taylor's version at number 68. That's her seventh album on the charts. The Last Christmas Soundtrack by George Michael and Wham! is a re-entry at number 70. Oh, that's that's one thing I didn't get to mention. Because oh. uh, I, I was going to mention that earlier. So, I still haven't lost Wham! again. Neither have I. But... I have been in random situations where I've been more mindful about it. Ah. So so here's so here's a couple things. Um one, obviously I've been to H E B. You know, I oh, go yeah. there I go there at six thirty in the fucking morning when it opens up so I can avoid all the fucking people. Not yet. Nothing there. Went to Pluckers with Lindsay for lunch on Friday. They started off playing Christmas music. Thankfully, the World Cup took over. <laughs> nice. So, you yeah. got a save on that one. Wow. So I, got, so I got a save. Then, to, uh, that evening, I went out uh, to, um, to do the interview with Mom Goblin, and we actually did it at a Whataburger. Uh, oh, nice. A little bit south of here. Um, and I went inside afterward because uh, I, I didn't I didn't want to um, do it inside because if we record it inside, the music gets into the uh, into the interview, and then we hit a copyright claim problem. So oh yeah, I, for sure, yeah. So we did the interview outside, but afterward, I went in to get some soda, and they're playing music. Had an opportunity to hear it, did not. Got out of there nice. before it was fair, so I I have been avoiding it, and I, I have been evading it. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to lose it. I'm like I'll I'll take it. I'll take a first loss. I'm waiting to lose it, but I keep narrowly avoiding it. Well, so I, I I'm in the same boat as you. So last week I went grocery shopping with William, and fortunately enough, William will chew my ear off. He will not mm-hmm. stop talking. So even if they played the song, I didn't hear it because <laughs> William was was too much of uh, distracting me. But yesterday, I tested fake twice in the same day. I uh, we went hiking, and then mm-hmm. after 
after we went hiking, we found a burger place called Fat Boy Burgers in Johnson City, Texas. Uh, really good burgers, by the way. So if you ever find yourself in fucking Johnson City, you know, check them out. Yeah. Um, but they were playing Christmas songs, and like I was like, oh no, oh no, this is gonna be it. We're gonna be sitting here. It's gonna happen. But fortunate enough, never happened. Didn't happen. And then yesterday I went to HEB. I'm like, oh no, it's gonna happen this time. And to, to play the game, I decided to play it fairly. So usually when I go to HEB, I have my headphones on. Mm-hmm. But I decided to play fair, and I didn't put my headphones on. I was like, if I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna lose fairly. All right, let's just let's just do this. So I get there. I'm about two minutes in, and I hear the melody of Last Christmas. I'm like, oh no, this is it. But it was a fucking cover. It wasn't the original. So I st- I'm still in the game because covers don't count. <laughs> I'm still in the game because covers don't count. <laughs> oh, so man. close it was so close <laughs> just tempting fate at this point man i know i know i still have at least two more heb trips and possibly a costco trip before before the the time runs out so like it's gonna it's gonna come down to the wire i think does costco like, even play music I, w- I was just thinking about that i'm not sure probably not because it's just too big of a place but you never mm-hmm. know you just never know oh yeah yeah, it may you sneak know? up on you. Someone, someone might be testing out one of the radios they have set up there, and all of a sudden, fucking George Michael comes piercing my ears like, motherfucker! Yeah. And and it's, and it's not Careless Whisper. <laughs> uh, yeah, well. Yeah. All right. Let's continue. Let's continue. Let's Here we it. go. All right. Creedence Clearwater Revival, 20 greatest since at number 77. Okay. We are definitely getting, taking some scrolling now. Reputation by Miss Taylor Swift is at number 88. That is her eighth album on the charts. And it's all before, all in the top 100. All in the top 100. Uh, Greatest Christmas Songs by Perry Cuomo is at number 93. Jackson 5 Christmas Album is at number 97. Fleetwood Mac's Greatest Hits is a re-entry at number 98. Nevermind by Nirvana is at number 99. And now into the second half. Back in Black, ACDC at 105. When Christmas Comes Around by Kelly Clarkson is a re-entry at number 106. Greatest Hits by the Foo Fighters is a re-entry at number 108. All right. Feliz Navidad is a re-entry at number 120. Revolver by the Beatles is at number 121. Bob Marley and the Whalers, The Best Of, is at number 125. Perry Cuomo Christmas by Perry Cuomo is at number 131. Mm, Oh, Dream Widow. Isn't that Foo Fighters fucking side thing? Uh, Maybe. Well, apparently they have a new thing out. I thought that came out a while ago, but uh, it's new, apparently. It debuts at number 138. Cool. Interesting. Greatest Hits by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers at 142. Greatest Hits by uh, Guns N' Roses at 143. And the Black Album by Metallica is at number 144. All right, so here's something interesting. Mm -hmm. It's a new release called Paris Blues. By the doors. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm gonna have to, gonna have to look this one up. Uh, but it's debuting at number 148. New release from the doors. Interesting. 
Very interesting. Finally, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Christmas Eve, and other stories. A re-entry of 151. Alas. Finally, Journey's Greatest Hits by Journey is a re-entry of number 152. We got the Beatles, Abbey Road at 157. The Central Elvis Presley at 162. No, you're good. The Central Elvis Presley at 162. How the Grinch Stole Christmas soundtrack is a re-entry at number 164. My Gift by Carrie Underwood is at 170. Speak Now by Miss Taylor Swift is at number 175. That is her ninth album on the charts. Ghost Impura is a re-entry at number 181. My Chemical Romance, The Black Parade at 184. Divisive by Disturbed at 186. The Best of Nickelback, Volume 1 at 187. A Pentatonic, oh my gosh, what happened? Where'd it go? A Pentatonic's Christmas by the Pentatonics at 192 is a re-entry. The Beach Boys Christmas Album. Is a re-entry at 194. Noel by Josh Groban is a re-entry at 195. Every Day is Christmas by Sia is a re-entry at number 199. And to close out the top 200s at Mr. Irrelevant, number 200 is 50 number ones by local Texas deity George Strait. All right. So a lot of Christmas, a lot of Taylor Swift, and, um, you know, some some, some, some some surprises some surprises yeah. in there yeah uh, i think the the most surprising thing is uh, the the elton john and the michael jackson that was that was pretty surprising yeah so all right all right so i think we're going to cap it off there i got to go downstairs and let the dog out of the crate cuz he's howling very and, cool which is uh I, I, Dad always told me he does that when Mom leaves. I've never heard him do it, but he's Lindsay <laughs> left. Lindsay left him in the crate to try to start teaching him, and uh, he is howling. So uh, well, there it go, is. I'm gonna go spend some time with him. So and I gotta go get some fucking food. I'm starving. Damn right. All right, man. So until next time, I am Dan Mac, and I am Chris Mac, and we are the motherfucking slime. Yeah. Yeah. Dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um.